Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Doing this. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, it's okay, rolling. All right. What's up, everybody? It's the Isaac Yardbird Podcast, and today we talk about some dinosaurs. Rawr. This is John Felix. Hi. What's going on, John? I am I am happy to be here. I'm happy to to spread my love of dinosaurs and yeah. and and, and it, it, yeah. <laughs> I um well, I guess what the what really drove this conversation to happen was Jurassic Park. Yes. Because you're a big fan of them and I had not watched them until this week. Ever. You, but you did say that you watched the the, the sequels, yeah, the, the Jurassic one. World ones. Okay, so, so as somebody who had not seen the originals, what did you think? I love them. All of them? Or so I loved the first one, and I okay. I did like the second two. Okay, I I'm, do too. I know I nobody too. says that, but like <laughs> while I was watching it, I was like... I get that it's not a great movie. Like I get that it's not some cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, the 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 sequels, no. Yeah. I would say the original I think is a masterpiece. Oh, 100%. Honestly. Yeah. But that I, that one's not in question, I feel. Oh, okay. Like. Yeah, I don't I really don't think it is. No. I think it's one of those that's like everybody knows it. You hear the music, you know it. You see the symbol. The the Jurassic yeah. Park symbol is like everywhere. Mm-hmm. My god, hot topic. It's like been how many years since 1993 and they they're still selling shirts with Jurassic Park on. Like it it's, came out yesterday. Yeah, it, it's one of those iconic images that like sells the movie without I mean, that was the poster. That yeah. was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I there mean, that's go. all it needed. It was it was a is a skeletal dinosaur um mm-hmm. and then just the the word Jurassic Park on there and it 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 did the job. It was like the Ghostbusters one, where it's like it was simple. Yeah. It's just this, just the logo. That's all it needed. Batman eighty nine, perfect yeah. example. Just that's all it needed. It's just that symbol, and it's just it got people thinking, got people talking, and and you know, so I want to see this. I want to see what happens with this. So you, I'm guessing, did you go see it in theaters when it came oh, out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What was that? Listen, like? I I still remember being a kid, and I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, and being in a theater, I can't tell you what movie I was seeing that day. Um, but I can tell you that the trailer for Jurassic Park was on there and it was the first time seeing basically living dinosaurs. Let's, I mean, yes, they're computer generated, but for, for me growing up and I I love when I grew up because I got to see all these, these movies Mm. that were like the, the old school, you know, they, they did it the hard way because that's the only way they had back then. Now, my God, if your brain can think it, they can do it as far as computers go. And I got to see that evolve, Uh, (laughs) no pun. Well, that was a pun intended, but, um, yeah, it it was, it was all right. But, (laughs) Getting warmed up with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's more coming. Um, but seeing, I mean, everybody, we, I'd seen computer generated stuff before, but it all looked like that kind of Tron or reboot. I don't know if you remember that, but that kind of like uh, more angular kind of thing. You never really saw anything that looked 
looks legit, look legit, legitimate. It's like paper-mache stuff? Or well, the, it, it looked like... Um, or like the CGI in Star Wars. I got Wars. one for you. Do you remember the uh, the music video for Money for Nothing? No. Oh, okay. Well, that would be like the perfect... Because it's very angular. It's very okay. like cubu- cubular. Okay. <laughs> cubular. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Um, but it's like you, you see the the polygons in it. And okay. Think like early PlayStation games. PlayStation 2, the first like 3D uh, games, that kind of there thing. There you go. That's really what like only things that we saw computer generated. So we didn't know what it was really capable of. It wasn't until really in the making of Jurassic Park, um, because when... When they got started, they knew they were going to use basically big animatronics, mm-hmm. um, and they made some big animatronics. Big. Um, and the they were planning on using stop motion because that was how it was done. Use stop motion, just like um, like Jason the Argonauts and all these Ray Harryhausen King Kong, mm-hmm. um, where you you animate by having a physical model and real, real, real scenery, all that kind of thing and moving it a fraction of an inch, uh, second by second, frame by frame. Um, <clears throat> but in doing that, uh, I think they had a couple of effect shots that they're planning on doing. So they, they hired out, um, I think it was in, I want to say it was industrial light and magic. I hope I get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lucas's group, okay. um, who created and then did Star Wars, did uh-huh. some of the Star Trek films, done everything. Uh, I'm hoping it's ILM. Yeah, I think it is ILM. But they had kind of an upstart couple of guys in there who kind of wanted to see what they could do. And so they actually rigged up a, uh, a I guess, what is it, like keyframe animation, computer-generated T-Rex skeleton walking. And... They just they were showing dailies and like effect shots that they'd completed, and these guys stuck snuck that in at the end of the of the preview. Steven Spielberg sees this and he's like, "I mean, everybody's blown away." Wait, so they already had like most of the trailer done, and they were like, "Hey, look what we." Well, this is early on. This is because remember you got to start with the special effects very early on, right? Especially on something like this. Okay. Um, and like I guess in early like animatic stages and things like that, because they had done animatics uh, stop motion, um, for the whole T Rex. Uh, encounter with the breaking down the fence, mm-hmm. flipping the cars. They did an animatic of that in stop motion, and that was what their kind of their goal line was. Um, saying they also did the the kitchen scene in the yep. original with the Raptors. Um, they did that all in stop motion. Damn. But that's such an exhausting process. It really is. Oh it really is. I mean, these weren't like the finally detailed, fine-tuned. These are like kind of like to get a feel of what yeah. it could be. Testing the water. Testing it. Exactly. Um but so in that these guys had this this walking animation of a skeletal T-Rex and it was like can you do that and for like however long you're on screen and they're like yeah we think we can so and i i'm sure you remember the the line that uh Dr. Grant and Ian Malcolm as they're climbing the stairs they get there and uh Dr. Grant says i think we're out of a job and Ian Malcolm goes don't you mean extinct well, that's practically the exact same conversation they had between the computer team and oh. uh, and uh, Phil Tippett, who, if you know your memes, um, Phil Tippett was the, I think, what was it, the, the dinosaur handler in the first, at least the first three, I think, multiple Jurassic Park films. Oh. And because he was actually the, uh, I think he was head of the stop motion group. And I was like, well, we're we're extinct now. Because <laughs> well, computers nice, are taking though. over. I mean, 
it sucks sweet. for them. Bittersweet. It is. It is. Because honestly, stop motion is an art form. It is. I mean, look at like what Ardman animation has done with their Wallace and Gromit and yeah. Chicken Run and oh, uh, all those stuff. really great just stop motion. So much detail. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. It's like when you put that much energy and meticulous effort into one little thing, like one movie. Yeah. One hand, yeah. oh, what is, was his finger up high enough? Was his nose yeah. straight? Especially when you think about early days when they didn't have like the instant playback that they can do now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like shooting frame by frame of film. And he's like, you realize, oh, oh, King Kong had his left arm out too far that time. Well, let's start over. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's, it really is like, it's an art form. Uh, I think it's kind of becoming a lost art form. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, even like Ardman has switched to computer animated. Really? I think Flushed Away. I don't know if you remember that yeah. one with the rats. I think that was actually their style and it looks like their style, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive that was actually all CG. I th- yeah. Just I made so. to look like their their animation style. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a few companies out there. I think the, is it, uh, I can't remember the name of it, it did like Kubo, I think, and a few other films. Oh, Coraline. Uh, was All the Dogs that, or was that CGI? I couldn't animated? tell you. I never saw that. I heard it was supposed to be really good. And yeah, it kind of looked like good. That. But then again, it's it was a, uh, oh God, what's that director's name? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Where's the person in the chair? We need the person in the chair. <laughs> but hey, I think that. I think it's the same guy who did like the the Life Aquatic and all that kind of stuff. Oh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, I think that's what? a Wes Anderson film. Oh my good. I think. I mean, that's what it says. Oh, it doesn't say. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's. <laughs> I know he's kind of quirky sometimes, and some yeah. of his stuff I think I really like. And some of them, I'm kind of like, what is happening? But <laughs> I mean, that's with every director, pretty yeah. much. Um, but yeah, but that was a tangent. <laughs> okay, I what we need to circle so back. B- to. So back to it. When how old were you when the movie came out? Okay, I so I was probably I think I must have been ten years old. Oh gosh. Yeah. Right. You right. lucky bastard. Yeah, no, I know, and it's like, and keep in mind this: like I was, I was a dino kid. I was a dinosaur kid. Um, I ate up everything. I had VHS tapes. I had uh, my grandmother recorded stuff that was on satellite because we didn't have it. Um, so I was watching all these documentaries. I mean, I have like my own favorite uh, paleontologists. I can like recognize them that I've seen in so many of these different documentaries talking about stuff. And to be a little kid, and it's like when I was a kid, T Rex basically walked like a kangaroo. It was okay. it was upright, and the the tail drug on the ground, and all these things were like they were they were amazing, but they're all like just giant dumb lizards was yeah. kind of how they're presented. Um, and it really wasn't until Jurassic Park that the new ideas of and 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 honestly, like these ideas have been around were around for years before this, but the real idea that dinosaurs could be, I mean, real legitimate animals, real um, walking creatures the the whole balancing on on the two legs rather than dragging the tail which fun little thing i think it was uh, the smithsonian or the one of the first places they ever put a t-rex skeleton on display they put it in that upright kangaroo pose and they actually had to break the tail to get it into that pose and they're like sure this is how they work We'll go with this. This we'll is what this, this, this is what we've always way. said. Let's and and that's why you have way. like the Godzilla stance, you know, with yeah. it's a perfect example. That's why I should call it the Godzilla stance. Mm-hmm. But like they they didn't walk like that. And it really wasn't until this movie, and especially with the the CG CGI that they did, that you really thought you were looking at a living, breathing, walking 
eating dinosaur. Yeah. And the fact that it still holds up. And yeah, it holds up extremely awful. well. Dude, I wasn't... So I had heard... My cousins were like big Jurassic Park fans. But I never watched it. I'd mm-hmm. seen pieces of it. I'd seen a little bit with... uh Oh, God. What's the... Jeff Goldblum. Yes. I've seen like, you know, tons of memes of him, <laughs> little little yeah. parts of him in the movie. Um, but I all I'd heard about it over and over again, oh dude, the animatronic, the puppet, like the T Rex looks so good. And I was like, Okay, whatever. It's like this movie was made in the early nineties. Yeah. It's not gonna You've be that from the nineties. Yeah, it's not gonna be that cool. And to go in and watch it, it like it made me feel like a kid. Yeah. Not many movies can do that. Yeah. That's, and I think that's the magic of that first one. Um, I think it takes a lot of things that are familiar. Like a mm. lot of people have been to a zoo. A lot of people have mm. been to a theme park. You know what you expect when you go, when you go see the elephants at the zoo, it's like, yeah. you know what to expect is, is it an elephant at the zoo? Um, and I think that's the first time you really got to see. And, and they, they brought that kind of awe to the film. And I think John that's yeah, well, John Williams. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the music obviously helps. Yeah. Um, I mean, that music is iconic and my personal favorite of his. Um, but that sense of awe and wonder of just like, oh my God, there are these, there, the brachiosaur scene is like the, the epitome of it. Cause like you just, the pa- long pan up to this giant animal just mm. kind of standing there in bright daylight. Uh, unobstructed just there and they the way they edited it and the way they shot it so like the eye lines and all that it's just they just did an amazing job it looks it looks real it's so cool even now yeah and you look at other movies from the 90s like like my favorite example is um dragon heart i don't know if you've ever seen that but it's like it was it like it came about like i think two or three years later okay when they realized that hey we can make dinosaurs we can make a movie with a dragon in it and it'll be mediocre but <laughs> but it um but like it doesn't hold up really it doesn't do not, like, not the, like Jurassic Park does do they use the same kind of process with it they use the same kind of process I don't think they they had some animatronic stuff in there but not as much as and I think that's another thing that Spiel, Spielberg knew what he was doing because he wanted that physical thing there mm-hmm. which kind of helps you fill in the gaps when you see the CG version go across the screen yeah um, and I mean that T-Rex head and I don't know if you've seen any ever any seen any of the back behind the scenes stuff, but this is basically like there's a whole giant T Rex there. It's yes. The the life size. The pupil dilation. Oh my God. That scene is so amazing. And it's like, did they need to go through all that effort? No. Yes. But the fact that they did. And and I think a lot of that is thanks to Stan Winston and his group. And Stan Winston has I, he's he's passed away, unfortunately, but like his his group still does some amazing stuff. But it's thanks to him that we have like the Predator. We have like the the Terminator. Um, really? Yeah, he's done so many things. Oh it's like his his resume was was up there, and he knew how to bring things to life. It's just you had the right people, all the right people. Everybody came together. Everybody came together. You had the perfect group. You had the perfect cast. Um, mm-hmm. You had being led by probably arguably the greatest director of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, right up there with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, and the way he described it was that this was really his uh, a, a pseudo sequel to Jaws, except on land. <laughs> Isn't he? I really hope this thing. The last time I had an internet or anything on the internet open with a tab, somehow the audio got put onto 
Oh, no, let's not podcast. do that. So hopefully that's not there. So I'm going to X out of these right now. Okay. But I did have the list of uh, Spielberg movies because I wanted to rattle some of them off. But oh, it's, to... it's, it's like... It's can like, you can you go through them? Do you I know them like I that? a bunch. Hit them. Um, let's see. We've got Jaws is obviously the big one. His first film, I think, was um, Duel, which was actually a TV movie, which is very interesting. Okay. Um, he obviously is like, okay, so Jaws, you have the Indiana Jones quadrilogy. Um, Indiana Jones? All four so far. Oh. I don't think he's doing this, this latest one. Okay. But um, let's see. Oh, God. Now that I'm on the spot. Um, e. Schindler's E.T. Schindler's List. Which is which, in the same year as Jurassic same Park. Same year as Jurassic Park. And actually, he wanted to make that movie, Jurassic Park. Or, I mean, sorry, Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And part of um, the studio agreeing to it was, okay, but we want Jurassic Park first. So he was basically, as soon as he got done filming on Jurassic Park, he wouldn't start filming on Schindler's List. God. And I mean, talk about two amazing films, my God. That are on completely, completely different spectrums. Completely different spectrums. <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park, I can watch, just put it on repeat. Yeah. I, I'm good. Um, Schindler's List is so heavy that it's like, I will. I like to come back to it every so many years when I kind of yeah. like forget. Um, but it's so, such a powerful film. God, um, and he just... Obviously, it was a passion project for him, and it shows. And just the idea that <laughs> this stuff really happened um, is just scary, and also yeah. just amazing. The uh, which I don't want to get too deep into Schindler's List on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Let's keep it up. Uh, not, <laughs> but the scene where I think it's they they first get taken to either the uh, ghetto or the work. Like the work camp. The camp, yeah. Yeah. And the officer comes up to the lady and just like fucking shoots her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I That's like, how sick some of those folks were. Probably all of Well, I won't say all those folks, but they were out there. Yeah. And it's like they took this to live their sick fantasies, I guess. Yeah. And I like, and you watch something like that where you, you, Billberg put so much emotion really into all of his yeah. great films, which Absolutely. he's so good at doing um, with music, with how he sets up a scene and how, then how the scenes delivered. Mm-hmm. Isn't Spielberg, isn't he like supposed to be like a perfectionist? Like I'm sure he has to be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he has to be. You can't do all this and not. Be no, right. no. He, I mean, either that or he's really lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like good shot guys. We got it. First time. Okay. Sure. Um, so I, I've never heard anybody talk. Obviously I've never heard anybody talk poorly of how he works. I think he's probably just one of those great directors that knows how to a cast well, because if you cast well, half your work is done. Yeah. Um, and he knows storytelling, mm-hmm. which is very important. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They just put explosions in it and they think, Hey, we got a movie where you can't, yeah. you can't. I think, um, and even, Hey, I think cause lost world wasn't as well, received as the first Jurassic Park. Um, and even he feels as he, I think he said he kind of regrets it because really? he didn't think he did everything he could with it. And I think just like, cause I mean, what was it? Four, three or four years later? Yeah. I think, uh, let's see. So about, yeah, but four years later, it was 97, I think. Okay. Um, was he, did he already have a plan to do that movie or was it kind of like, Hey, the first one was good. Well, I think, <laughs> 
I don't want to say don't take this as gospel, but I'm pretty sure that after the success of both the novel and the movie of Jurassic Park, I think there was like a big want okay. for the because the, there actually is the Lost World as a as a novel by Michael Crichton. It actually he did write a sequel, um, and which is funny because some of the things that happened in the first book he actually kind of retconned for his follow-up novel uh to make it work better for i guess a feature film later whoa so the the book 89 is that right the first book i think actually came out in 90 okay um but i i did a little research because i remember uh, hearing a story about and i wanted to be accurate yeah but um i guess uh spielberg and michael crichton were working together on the screenplay for what would eventually become the show er and I guess he was just kind of, while they were talking, is like, well, what other things you got kind of what you're working on there? And I think that was, let me see. Yes, that was in 89. Okay. And so he said, well, I'm working on this novel uh, about, about bringing dinosaurs back genetically. <laughs> just as you, as you do. <laughs> and um, it's like that kind of like it got Spielberg's attention. It's like, you plan on plan on turning that into a movie let me know we'll we'll talk and there was a bit of a bidding war when he did put it out there um, to do the movie to do the movie Warner brothers wanted it uh i think joe dante was one of the names attached to wanting it what has he done uh god uh, it's like it's a name i know but i can't tell you off the top of my head um but there's several several folks because i hadn't heard of him before joe dante yeah i can't remember what he's done now gremlins gremlins okay uh, inner inner space, small soldiers, the burb. Yeah, okay. So he's kind of the, he's a, he pretty pretty good have done it. A little special effects guy. Um, but eventually Universal got it, and Steven Spielberg got it. And thankfully, thankfully, it's like it's I well, I was about to say it's like it's kind of a hard premise to to ruin. But how many other good dinosaur movies do you can you think of? I don't outside of Jurassic. Part and that's including the first trilogy and mm-hmm. the second one with Chris Pratt. I don't even know any. I think, which I mean, there has to be some, but I feel like they've just been so underwhelmed. I mean, there, you have like the Land Before Time, which, funny enough, was also oh. had Spiel, Spielberg's hand on. I like that. One. Um, and no, the first one is is great. I need to rewatch it. It's been years. That movie will tear you up, my friend. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, dang it! <laughs> but um, we're gonna go cry. It, it's funny because, like, I was looking through because uh, I collect laser discs. Okay, so that's I like to find like weird things. Um, and I remember shortly after Jurassic Park came out, there was like a whole nother like trilogy of low budget dinosaur movies <laughs> called Carnosaur. All of them were awful. Um, that sounds it, they awful. were they were. It's like. <laughs> You know those, like, years ago, they would have, like, the animatronic dinosaurs that would, like, come to town. You could go see them, and they would move, like, a fraction of an inch. It's like, wow, so lifelike. Well, like a, it would come like a fair? Yeah, kind of. It'd be like a thing that's like, oh, come to Dorton Arena. We have the, the dinosaurs or whatever. Really? Or the museums would have them a lot, too. Okay. Um, where they'd have, like, the the uh, the motion dinosaurs. and I've seen them at, like, theme parks. Yeah. It'll yeah be so like- kind of like that, but they would have traveling ones years ago, okay. especially when I was a kid. Okay. Um, because like dinosaurs are like all kids love dinosaurs, yeah. so it it get people out there. Um, back then they would like it's like you would hear like, and that was the dinosaur noise, and you see like the mouth would move like a couple of inches, and it's like wow, <laughs> look how good you guys did with this. Wow, you did good. It was like it was like Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Sounds like it's just somebody blowing through a megaphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like we got a peacock sound. Yay. <laughs> good. Oh, yeah. But. So oh the good dinosaur, the Pixar movie. Oh, I hate that movie. It's like the Passion of the Christ with the dinosaur. <laughs> All they do is torture this poor dinosaur for like an hour and a half. Nothing good happens. Nothing happens. They had this whole plot point that like, oh, one of the dinosaurs hadn't died out. And they lived side by side with humans. So basically they had the human was the dog. And, yeah. and they had a farm. That was as far as they got in however many millions of years that they lived. I was expecting like, and, and I know that movie had like a lot of behind the scenes troubles. I think it changed a directors twice or three times um yeah it it, it should have just stopped and said no we're good um well that's another example of a dinosaur movie that especially well i'm sure kids like it um actually i remember when when me and my wife saw it we just were walking out and just heard this this little girl sobbing and she was going that was such a good movie (laughs) (laughs) oh you stupid little kid (laughs) very poor taste child bless bless your heart (laughs) here here's land before time now you can go really cry (laughs) yeah i don't even know what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I'll probably just think of randomly now of other dinosaur movies. Well, they had a lot of them that came out in like the late nineties because they all wanted to cash in. Um, as, as, as you do. Um, there was another one that I have. It's a series called Prehysteria. They have like these little miniature dinosaurs that this, this kid finds. And like, I mean, it had some really cool, like rod puppets to actually okay. make them look alive. So that was neat, but I don't remember it being a very good story. And, and I don't know if it's just that because, you know, dinosaurs are public domain. Anybody could have a movie with a dinosaur in it. Um, and, and funny enough, I was, uh, watching a video on, um, on toys and one of them was talking about the kenner uh, jurassic park toy line and how the jurassic park toy line got turned down by several different um toy companies because like how do you market it because anybody can make a dinosaur toy oh yeah so it's like okay fine i can spend all this money on tooling and making this cool design dinosaur and things but this other little company from China can create a knockoff for half the price for half the price. And it looks practically the same. Cause you know, dinosaurs are dinosaur. Little Jimmy's not going to know, nope. um, and sell it. But, uh, what apparently got them excited and what made their toy line successful was they added a little JP brand on the side of each of the dinosaurs. Okay. So when you saw that little JP brand, you know that this is a Jurassic Park toy. This is the real deal. Mommy, this is what I want. Yes. 
Well, that's how you, that's how the how you market things. It is. is. I mean, you put a Nike check mark on some shoes. That's you can raise them up eighty. And bucks. that's why they're still, like, still selling <laughs> Jurassic Park shirts. A hot topic. Yeah. It's a brand now. It is. Um, and it's it's a it's a really cool brand, <laughs> in my opinion. It's, but yeah, like just back to the way like how. So when you watch it as a ten year old, yes. I I mean, obviously, you probably have more excitement than I did watching them now. But I felt, I literally felt like a kid. And the only, I don't know if I can name 10 movies that make me do that. Like, I have Star Wars every time. Yes. Doesn't miss. Yes. Um, and I, apparently it's that just might two. Be it. <laughs> that might be it. Like, I don't, those movies are so special where they're just like, they are. knock you back. And you can watch, like, kids movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if I watch Toy Story. Yeah, it's great. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. But it's still... The whole family can enjoy it. Exactly. And it it's a great movie to watch, but it doesn't make me feel like a kid. Yeah. Like, there's no real magic And there. I guess that's really interesting, too, considering that you don't have that built-in nostalgia. Or maybe you do, for, just from the brand. I don't know. For... For Jurassic Park. No. Yeah, none. Okay, so that that is interesting. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. It's... Hmm. So, but, like... And it might just be, I mean, the combination of John Williams and Spielberg. Mm. Which is like peanut butter and jelly. It just goes together. It might be the (laughs) best duo ever in movies. Mm -hmm. If you look at their track record. Yeah. Because they haven't missed. Not once. (laughs) No. Pretty much. Pretty much. You really? Honestly. Okay. One I did not like was... so what was the Mars, the invasion one? Uh, Moms go to Mars? No, 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 no. Oh, God. It starred Tom Cruise. It's leaving my mind. Oh, what? Tom Cruise. Um, and John Williams did it? I think John Williams did the music for it. I'm sure, it, I'm sure he must have, because I know I think it was a, it was a Spielberg film. I'm going to find this. Um, <laughs> is it the day the Earth stood? No. <laughs> Not the day the Earth stood still. That's the other one. Oh, crap. I always get those two mixed up. I can't find it yet. Empire of the Sun? No, I do want to see that one, though. I haven't seen that yet. It came out in the 2000s. Munich? No. Minority Report? No, that was actually really good. <laughs> That's the one where they like go back in time to solve... Minority Report is like... Is that right? It knows future crimes. Future, future so it knows crimes. what you're going to do before you do it. Yeah, yeah I never that was pretty finished good. that. I've seen most of it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. I, I like that it. one. Pretty dope. I can't find. Oh my god! I'm not seeing it. Okay, not under John Williams. Maybe John Williams didn't work on it. I know it was a Tom Cruise film. I thought it was a Spielberg film. We gotta find it. Yeah, we gotta find it. So now, uh, listeners at home, we are looking on our phones frantically. There's somebody out there going, "Dude, it's this." I know. It's like, oh my god, you idiots! (laughs) Where are you at? Vanilla Sky. No. That sounds awful. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay, we're going back in time. Um, Tropic Thunder, he was great. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. I hated that movie because the kid was like, I want to go fight them. And it's like, they're vaporizing everybody. Don't. <laughs> Stop it, kid. Quit dreaming. <laughs> it's like I, father is trying to keep you safe because he's got some dang sense, which obviously is not genetic because it never went to you. 
And then he goes over. He's like, I'm going to go fight them. I'm joining the army. And he jumps over, goes over this hill. He just see everything explode. And like, so you like, okay, he's dead. And like, I'm in the theater watching it. I'm like, good. That's how I feel about. That's how I feel about the girl in the third movie. In Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, okay. The girl in the... Jo- Jeff Gold... I think it's the third one. Where Jeff Goldblum's daughter. Oh, that was the second one. I was like, don't save her. Let her get... <laughs> okay, I'm glad that's not just me. Uh, the gymnastics. Oh, my God. Honestly, if you fast forward through her parts... Yeah. And it's nothing to do with the actress. She does fine for what she's given. But she's... Just- <laughs> don't be too generous, Sean. Yeah, but... <laughs> Oh my god, you killed a freaking Velociraptor with gymnastics. I was like, there was so many times where I was like, the movie would it would get a good run going. I'd be like, and then you get to her, not, it would stop. Yeah, I'd be like, this isn't that bad. Why do people, oh, oh. doing gymnastics in a abandoned warehouse and kicked a, a, a raptor out that weighs what? What are they supposed to weigh? 500, 600 pounds? That would pounds? weigh quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. And this 13-year-old just kicked it out of a building. And they kicked you off the team? <laughs> How dare they? Dare! It's like, put that on your resume. Killed a raptor with gymnastics. Yeah, I was ready for a carnivore to find her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And honestly, though, it's like once the, the final act starts, when you're on in San Diego, mm-hmm. is really when it picks up again, and yeah. you forget about all that mess. Yeah. It helps. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um... Which, funny enough, that was not in the novel. That was all really? made for the movie. Yeah. So did they write, or did the guy write three novels? He only wrote two. But, um, actually, the third one has at least two parts from the first book okay. that were very big influences. Um, because in the original novel, um, you actually had, there's a whole scene with going down the river on a raft, Alan Grant and the kids. Um and they start getting, they see like this disturbance in the water, and it turns out to be a juvenile T-Rex that is following them in the river. And oh my god. So basically the Spinosaurus scene that they have yeah. is kind of taken from that. Obviously it was a boat, but it, it kind of the same kind of deal with the whole river deal. Um, and then the aviary scene with the pterodactyls in Jurassic Park 3. Um, a lot of that was kind of inspired by scenes from oh, okay. the book. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the one thing that especially the first one did and then the the oh shoot the sequels also did a little bit but not nowhere near as good was the is it claustrophobia or cost yeah claustrophobia yeah the claustrophobia shots that they had in there dude like they he came up with like the worst way somebody could die so you think it's like, oh, you're in a park where dinosaurs are alive. The worst way you could die is getting bit by the dinosaur. And then he's like, nope, we're going to put you in a mud pit. The dinosaur's going to be trying to eat you. And you're going to be drowning in mud. Who built these roads that yeah. these trucks are on? Because like, like that could be that muddy. Just because of a nice rain. It's a good, good, yeah. solid rain. He's like, the infrastructure's great. Let's open it up. It's ready to go. And that's like the other big thing that everybody's kind of like, how? Is the giant cliff on the other side when the T-Rex literally just walked across over onto the, onto, between the, uh, the explorers, the trucks. Hold on now. Okay, on. so you remember the scene? Take me back. We're going to go back. Going back. This is the first one, right? This is the first one. Okay. 
So when the T-Rex breaks out of the pen and like walks out of the pen yep. between the two trucks and then all the craziness ensues, the girl turns on the flashlight, which why? God, um, no reason. Like, stop, just point it at the ground. Stop yeah. pointing it at her. But, um, and then when he finally gets done with the truck, they, uh, Dr. Grant and Lex go over the edge, mm-hmm. which is now this giant yep. chasm. How? The T-Rex just walked across that. It's not like he jumped or anything. Yeah. And and it's like, it's one of those things that had to be kind of like, don't know how, but I'm going to let it slide because it's amazing. <laughs> that's, okay, but that's how I felt about the movie. Like, there's, it didn't try to be... It wanted to be realistic in some manners. And it actually had a but lot I, of stuff, especially for what people thought of dinosaurs back then. Yeah. A lot of stuff was like the first time you've ever seen like how they actually were. Mm-hmm. Or they we think they are now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just like just alone as a movie, it's like it wasn't trying to go the extra mile and like I don't know how to explain this. It wasn't but, trying to make them monsters, it was trying to make them animals. No, like not not even about the dinosaurs. Oh, okay. Just how he put the movie together. Like I was trying to explain this to Jared earlier, but I'm trying. Okay, so picture the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. They're about superheroes. Yes, superheroes are not real, right? But they try to make the movies as realistic as possible. Yeah, like they try to put. Okay, if superheroes were real, this is what. They kind of have their, like, like, these are the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is what they can and can't do. So, and it was never like, when you watch, when I watch the movies, it's not like, you get taken into the world and it's like, this is reality, you know? And there's so much of that so plausible. Yeah. And then with Jurassic Park, I was like, I'm just watching, this is an experience. Like, it's just a movie, like, I want to go to the park. Yeah, and it's too. <laughs> right because everything's so beautiful the colors are vibrant mm-hmm. and it's the whole thing is just movie magic and that i think that's why it's like yeah. i feel like a kid watching it it's just it's a that dream. Awe. it's, it's that a dream. wonder yeah yeah it's so cool how it did, was able to do that like and you i mean you watched it as a kid so you know what i'm trying yeah. to say yeah <laughs> yeah no i i mean Obviously, I don't remember everything that happened back then. Yeah. But there are a few instances that I remember. I remember seeing that first trailer and being like, oh, my God, I got to see that. Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, I remember graduating from elementary school and my parents got me the Triceratops. Mm-hmm. I like remember sitting in the, I think it was the van at the time, with that Triceratops as like my graduation gift. Uh, and it was like, it, I kept playing with this little like had this like, little head bob feature to like so I could like bash things out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember having that, and then just like I remember having my birthday a little bit later, and like all the toys had come out, and my parents. I was spoiled. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you know this because you know me. Yeah. Um, I was spoiled. I wasn't rotten, but I was spoiled. Uh-huh. Um, I had so many of those dinosaurs. Really? I loved them all. Yes. That's okay. okay. This is perfect then. Okay. This is going to help me say what I wanted to say. Okay. Bring it. So when you're a kid uh-huh. and you're playing with the dinosaurs, they come to life for you. Oh yeah. But when you're just an adult and you're watching a kid play with a dinosaur, all you see is like him moving around. But for you, that's a 20 foot tall T-Rex that could yes. tear anything apart. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's how it like it felt like a kid playing with toys in that movie, and that's what a kid. Would I gotcha. Want. 
Does so that make that's, sense? Yeah. So that's what you're feeling is like, this is your playpen. Yeah, this is your, like, this is your. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This collection yeah. come to life and you get to see them on the big screen. Because it has the terror where the kid's like, the carnivore's going to kill the little, the people and stuff. But then we have these nice dinosaurs. They're just walking around, <laughs> having a good time, eating leaves. And you have to have that balance in there. And it was, yes. but then it's like, it knew how to be scary too. I tell you what, when I was a kid, I'm glad I did because I was like, I was, I never watched any like scary movies or anything like mm. that. I'd get freaked out by things. And I remember when I was a kid, I bought the junior novelization, which is where they kind of like, basically it's kind of a, basically just write out the movie in a book form. Okay. Um, and it's like for, it's kind of younger readers. So I remember I read that entire book before I even saw the movie. So I knew about the kitchen scene. So it came out. When the movie came out? Yeah, it came out. I think it came out a little bit before. Okay. It, it, I hope it did. I, I don't think I would have let my parents let me. I don't think I would have let them wait that long for me to see the movie. Mm. Um, I really don't. Because I know that I was there on opening day for The Lost World. And that okay. was the first movie I ever saw opening day. I remember. Really? Yes. Because like, we'd always go like a few weeks later or whatever. Um, but I remember being there. Me and my dad went opening night. And I remember the standee. I remember waiting in this huge long line, waiting to go in. And it was in, it was in Fayetteville where I went and saw it. Cause like back then we only had the little rinky dink, the sticky theater as my, my family called it and Kendale, yeah. the, the floors you'd walk it. Um, so I, I think we wanted to see it in a nicer theater. We could yeah. get tickets there. I don't know the whole story cause it's been years, obviously, but, um, and I, I remember, uh, for the Jurassic Park three, I saw that the first day it opened, and I looked online. I kept on trying to find tickets, or I must have been calling around trying to find tickets. Mm. It was two thousand one, so yeah, we we're using the yeah. internet at that point. Um, but no place was saying it was showing it, so I, we wound up going to something. I think it was like in Chapel Hill, all the way there. And I like I skipped class and everything to go see this movie. Oh my god! Uh, me and my mom went, and um. Yeah, I remember going to see that and then find out it was playing in the local theater. <laughs> we didn't have to drive that long. <laughs> I guess they just had updated their their, hey. their site or whatever. It was an experience. Yeah, but it, it made it more memorable. Yeah. So that's good. That's um, cool. Wow, I'm just going through all of them because I remember uh, the Jurassic World um, actually got free tickets to the premiere event. Uh, in Raleigh, that was like two days. It was like for the mostly it was for the I guess the press. Okay. Um, and me and my now wife, we didn't know it at the time. But that was practically our first date was going to um, Carrie Amphitheater to see Jurassic Park in the amphitheater. Uh, you're talking about Chris the original Park? Jurassic Park. Oh, the original. The original. Okay. And that's where we got the free tickets because I brought my Jeep out there, which is a Jurassic Park Jeep. So they play what do they play it again? Or they played it again like on the out so outdoor screen. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um 
So that was memorable. What year was that? That was right before Jurassic World came out. So what was that? Twenty. Was that twenty fifteen or twenty? No, it had to be twenty fifteen. Really? really? So that's, yeah. I think it'd have to be. Uh, you would know. That's your first date, John. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it, was, it was, had to be 2015. Okay. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the new ones? Um, okay, so the first Jurassic World, I think, is because it, it came out when that time frame when we started getting all these like reboot, remake, mm-hmm. continuation things. That was kind of weird. Um, so, like that same year, we got The Force Awakens. Oh. And so. Jurassic World opened huge, and it was the number one movie until Force Awakens came out that December. Um, But I think we're getting these movies that were, they weren't really a remake, they weren't overly a sequel, but they kind of like, they had enough tie-ins to the original Mm -hmm. that you can, like, I guess that kind of DNA. Once again, there's another pun. Hey! Uh, hey. But um, I love it. I don't think it's quite Jurassic Park, but I think it is a more than worthy sequel. Okay. Um, I think it it copied a lot of that awe and wonder that you get from having the theme park this time actually working and running. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But with the the Indominus Rex that they introduced, is that the water one? That's the that's the, uh, the white one, the one that's bigger than T Rex. I'm gonna have to look that. Like yeah, I that's, said, I wanted to watch. Yeah, the them. the Indominus Rex is there um, because. The park's been running for a while, and people have kind of come become complacent with. Oh yeah, yeah. they got dinosaurs. They, they cool. Oh, this bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the genetically modified that has like that's right. a bit of this, a bit of that. They're like it's the ultimate killer, pretty much. Right? Yeah, and right. honestly, it really kind of was. That um, thing was badass. It really, it just, it was beautiful to look at. Yeah, it looked unlike anything, mm-hmm. and I loved that it. So all these theropod dinosaurs have like they're on their two legs, but this guy's like, I'm gonna walk on all four sometimes because I feel like it, and I got yeah. big, long, dangly arms. <laughs> I can <laughs> reach things. And T Rex is just like, oh, <laughs> give me a high five, please. Like two fingers. <laughs> but um, and the way they kind of expanded upon what you could do, especially now with all the technology. Oh yeah. I mean the the whole idea of the Raptor trainer, like this cool. is something I feel could happen if they did this. It's also cool, like, because I guess that's a kind of a callback to the first one where or second or third one when they figured out they can communicate. Oh, the third ones where they're communicating with yeah. each other? Yeah. I, like, that was cheesy, but at the same time, I was like, this is kind of cool. But honestly, it's like, these animals had very large brains compared to their body size. Um, they, the, like, I want to say, I think it's a little bit bigger than a, well, it'll be smaller than a movie Velociraptor. Because in, in reality, Velociraptors are actually much smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they blew them up for the movie. Because... Um, I mean, if you had like a, a three foot tall dinosaur nipping at you, it wouldn't exactly be as scary as a six foot tall dinosaur opening up doors and coming on in. Right. It's taller than you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Troodon, which is kind of in the same family, uh, had a very large brain compared to its body size. Okay. And there's theories that if the dinosaurs hadn't died out and evolution had continued, they may have been like the dominant life form, almost like a humanoid type thing. Um, which who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, what do you? Okay. What's your favorite? Like, 
What's a fact about dinosaurs that is going to blow my mind? Fact about dinosaurs? Oh, it's going to put me on the spot. Yeah, I am. Ah, oh, crap. Because I know you got to have... Uh, I'm sure I do. One. Now I got to think. Because um, it's going to lead into something else. Okay, so you want me to blow your mind about dinosaurs? Because I don't know. I don't know much. This is a learning experience for me. Um, let's go with Stegosaurus. He's rather interesting. Okay. Uh, so Stegosaurus is you know what that one looks like, right? It's got is a huge with body the with the big on plates the on the back. Yeah, and he has like a spiked tail, very tiny head, very yeah. tiny brain, very big animal. Um. It is believed that there was actually a secondary bundle of nerves that almost acted like a secondary brain in the hip area of the animal to kind of help it guide itself because the brain was so small. It was about the size of a walnut. What? And you're talking about this huge animal. So it's probably like closer in size to like an elephant. <laughs> so this was like, this is where the cliche get your head out of your ass came from. <laughs> I don't know if it's where it came from, but it's very apt. <laughs> how did, so how do they how do they come up with that theory? They found like uh, cavities in the okay. hip area of the bones that they think that there was a. I mean, obviously they don't know because soft tissue very rarely ever fossilizes. Yeah. Um, but they can see by the cavity of it and what other things are leading to it. Uh, they feel that it's very possible that could be a bundle of nerves in that area. That kind of helped this large animal negotiate itself. Yeah. So like almost like the front end communicating with the back. Pretty end. much. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, of course, a lot of this is theory because we don't have these animals to look at yeah. anymore. But from that, that's what they think. But theories are look, theories are the exact same thing as like, what if? You know? Because I mean it's true. Science is theories. Like yeah. and then just trying to prove those theories. And I think the biggest thing is that Everything with dinosaurs is, this is, from what we know about living living animals, mm -hmm. this is our best guess of what this would do. Right. Um, and that's why, when they first started, they were way off the mark. Um, yeah. When they first, the one of the, I think it was the second dinosaur they ever found, they found a partial skeleton, and they thought that these teeth look like the teeth of an iguana. But they're much larger than an iguana. Mm -hmm. So obviously it must have been a giant iguana. A big old iguana. <laughs> this is how this is how like it worked back then. Yeah. Um, so they there's actually even still standing now, there are these giant um I don't know if they're concrete or like some kind of like giant uh models, I guess you could say, uh in Crystal Palace Park in England, which was the first display of what dinosaurs looked like according to their best scientists, um, which, keep in mind, back then, paleontology wasn't even a field. <laughs> when was this? Oh, God. Um, I think it was in the 1800s. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're going way back. Um, what, don't, so they put up, like, a skeleton? No, they put up, like, these giant, like, maquettes, like, of what they thought they looked like. Oh, wow. And they're still there. Um, but it's Wait, like... Yeah, give me a picture. Yeah, let me find a picture for you. And and I wish this was a visual medium because it's like one day, one day you'll get there. But okay, so iguanodon. Yeah, just tell them what they need to look. Which up. means iguana tooth. Um, and I'm gonna put it in Crystal Palace. So what is this like a museum or? This is a park, uh, in in England. Um, so they thought this guy looked like these. If my phone will cooperate. There we go. We need a guy in a chair. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What the f- <laughs> like literally giant like iguanas. iguanas. Yeah, yeah. Just a blown up iguana. And in actuality, an iguanodon really looked like Aladar from Good God. the movie Dinosaur. There's another dinosaur movie that was also mediocre. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's way different. It's way off. <laughs> it's way off. As far as like, there's actually this animal had a thumb spike, which they think they use for defense. Well, they didn't know where it went, so they put it on the end of the nose. <laughs> Enough. Call it a day. Wrap it up. All right. Let's. We're going to make some of these giant things, these giant dinosaurs, and uh, we're going to going to put it in a park, and they'll be there for all. Hmm. And it's like honestly, though, it's like I love that that they're still there. Yeah. Um. Even I think I want to say it's the museum in um in New York, their science museum there. They still have a old style representation of T Rex in that Godzilla pose. And uh, getting to see that in person is like, wow, that takes me back because every place else has remounted their their T Rexes to the the proper uh just standing on the two legs. Right. And I as like I guess it's kind of like being a fan of not just dinosaurs, but like the study of dinosaurs. Like I'm talking, I was a hair's breath away from going to school in Colorado uh, to study dinosaurs. Damn. And, but then I realized I'm going to be outside a lot, writing a lot of term papers and asking yeah. for a lot of grants. Yeah. And I don't like outside. So I, I said, I'm going to keep this a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it's hot out there. It's hot out there. But, um, but yeah, I find it very interesting. It's like, because it is a ongoing learning it's mm-hmm. all of its theories um, until even even if we did bring them back somehow, still you don't know the just where you would put them. It's like, well, did they live in a desert? I think they did. Yeah. So we'll put them in a the desert. And then it dies. Well, okay, maybe it did live in a desert. Let's put it somewhere else. Let's try another spot. You really don't know. I mean, we can't, unless we have a time machine, which unfortunately we don't have yeah. yet. Um, although I think we would have found out about it by now. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if, if a time machine exists, haven't somebody already used it? I think. Of course, then again, you've seen those those images where it looks like a lady is talking on like an iPhone in like yeah. in like footage from like eighteen something or nineteen early nineteen hundreds. It's like, like a wait a minute, <laughs> what are you doing there, Dr. Brown? Did you get there? <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, do you think? Do you think one day? Something like that's going to happen. You got, I know you brought your staff here. I with, did. Uh, I did. The, the cane. The fossilized yeah. uh, um, mosquito. Unfortunately, I have some bad news about that. So the whole idea of getting DNA from a, a mosquito from 65 million years ago, they've kind of proved that's not going to happen. Yeah. 
um, the Half-Life, and I, I wrote a note on this, oh. the Half-Life of DNA is about 521 years. Oh. So that means that every 521 years, you're losing half of the DNA data. And according to researchers, what we got, I think after 6.8 million years, it's gone. So the last dinosaur died 65 million years ago. So it's a very, very, uh, very unlikely that we'll ever get it that way. Not to say there's not other ways. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a documentary where they were dealing with uh, like gene manipulation mm-hmm. um, and DNA manipulation and are actually taking birds and finding out like this DNA sequence, it basically is like an on off switch for teeth. So if we manipulate this at an early stage, Bird actually grew teeth. Yeah. What the? Yeah. So in theory, we very well could have, like, I mean, look how fast computers have advanced. Look at our knowledge of the DNA sequence and the genome and all that. Yeah. Who's to say that in 100 years, we can't find what all these switches do and don't do and sequence something that this is a dinosaur now. <laughs> How do you feel about that, though? Do you think that's something that humans should even play with? The, the this, little, is, this the, is literally the little, Jurassic Park. Yeah, it really is. It's really, it's like we have six movies or five movies now that say <laughs> this is a bad idea. Um, but it's like the 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 child in me is like, do it. <laughs> right? Um, like, the, imagine the toys coming to life, man. Yeah, right? It's like we can have little poodle like dinosaurs running around. It's just like, um, but it's like, obviously, it, it would be my, my, like, my number one way to go is being eaten by a T Rex. So, if like I got to choose, it's like, just send me back in time. I'll be like, T Rex, chomp, I'm dead. Okay, I'm happy. Um, it's very unlikely, yeah. but if I had to choose, um, I wouldn't like it while it was happening, but right before, I'd be good. Um, What's the number two? And number two, I don't know now. <laughs> What's the- I have all my money on T Rex. Most people would be like, I want to go in my sleep. And you're like, ah, bring on the T Rex. I'm going to die like a man. So I'm just gonna be there with my camera, like say cheese. <laughs> Look at you. Can, can I get Big a selfie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Print the Polaroid before you go yeah. throw it out. Just remember All me. Right, I'm good. <laughs> goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what? I mean, what do you think? Do you think if okay? So one day there's a news story and it says we've discovered a way to bring back the Tyrannosaurus Rex. The, the DNA lines up. I am sick enough that I would say, where do I sign? Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> My thing is, with... Look, I know movies are movies, and you have to, for the most part, separate them from... No, it's all real. Like, <laughs> from separating them from how we act in real life. But you would think, if we came up with the technology to create... A dinosaur that existed 65 million years ago. We could come up with a way to contain it. I really think we could. You know, I think I think John Hammond just hired the wrong people. Yeah, I think he should have hired some zoologists, maybe. Yeah, 
This not, layout not just engineers, because engineers like it's like because if an engineer did everything, everything would just be a big square. You know, mm-hmm. it's like make it easy, yep. make it work. Let me get my paycheck. Um, but it's like zoologists know it's like well, this animal it can jump this far, so we probably don't. I mean, because like especially with like zoos now, because it's, we're we're out of the days where we just go to the zoo and it's like a bunch of animals in in steel bar cages. Yeah. Um, you go to the NC Zoo, which is phenomenal. Um, you you see there's separation, but it doesn't feel like there's as much separation as there actually is. Um, another perfect example is, uh, in Disney's animal kingdom, the, uh, Kilimanjaro safaris, you're riding in in a Jeep and, or a big vehicle bus, whatever you want to call it. And you're going around this area and there's lines up there and you could swear that they could get to you. But they can't. I don't think I've done that. Oh, it's it's really nice. Is it like a safari? It's like a safari where you're like in this big vehicle and you're actually like a lot of the animals can walk right across the track that is yeah. Uh oh. Like I did. Oh, we sparked something. Like okay, so I've only been to I've been to Disney three times. Mm -hmm. The first two times I was under ten years old. Okay. My memory back then is not so not as so so sharp. Neither is my speech. It's all gone. Uh, uh, I got my tongue is numb from the yeah that we haven't touched the, icy. the ices we haven't touched. So um, it'll be all it's going melties. Um, and then I went for like a weekend with my sister. Actually worked in Animal uh, Kingdom. Also nice. But I I remember doing something like that when I went as a kid. And like seeing that the really is probably the the hallmark attraction of Animal Kingdom. Uh-huh. Like if you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, you have to do the Kilimanjaro Safari. I probably did. I would hope you did. That's the only kind of safari thing they have there, right? The, with real I mean, life they have animals. some like they have some like walkthrough attractions that you can kind of like just kind of like more like zoo like, yeah. but like riding but around, riding around in the vehicle. Yeah, okay. I think then that's I the did only do one. that. Okay. Then, yeah. then uh, you may not remember it, but there's a section that they probably made Pride Rock, <laughs> the Lion okay. King. But it's like you see them up there, but you really don't see any. There's no fence. There's no glass. There's no anything really between you and them. So you're like, well, what keeps them from just coming down and just like saying, hey, we're going to chomp on you. Um, But they have like invisible barriers. They have things like uh, moats and like where, you know, the top of this hill, like it just looks like a hill, but it's really like a sheer drop off, which may have been what they were going for in Jurassic Park. I don't know, but it's all still he got across it. So it didn't do any good, did it? (laughs) No, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I I think honestly, I think. If John Hammond really spared no expense and got for real, like animal zoologists, mm. I think he probably would have succeeded. Yeah, I mean, he had a whole island. He did. Like, but honestly, I think he spared a few expenses because a Ford Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> they were electric, but they're still Ford Explorers with no tops. Well, they had tops. They had they had oh, special yeah. bubble top, which which I love that. Um, and I guess they had like one main IT guy with Dennis Nedry who turned on them. And it's like, I know you want a lot of automation, but maybe you should have hired more than one guy who obviously yeah, yeah, feels yeah. he wasn't paid enough. And now he's selling embryos <laughs> on the black market. On the black market. How do you even set that up pre internet <laughs> and convince people that they're real? It's like, yes, I, I have the embryos. I didn't. That was a funny character. I liked him. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. I love him. It's like he was such a sleaze ball. He was. And like, but it's like 
even as a sleazeball, he was likable in yeah. it. That whole scene with him and Dodson in the beginning, it's like, it's like, you aren't getting cheap on me, Dodson. Dodson. And it's like, you literally just got like half a million dollars in a briefcase given mm. to you. And you're like, pay for my meat. <laughs> <laughs> I need some help on this stage. It's like, come on, don't get cheap. It reminds me of the, uh, the, tw- the guy that sells toys in Toy Story 2. I love him. <laughs> oh my God, it's the same voice actor. It's- is it? The voice actor is the same as Nedry. <laughs> Wayne Knight. That makes sense. Though. <laughs> it all great. comes together. Look at that. That's so sad. In in Toy Story 2, I, I really gravitated more towards the guy who is the collector. <laughs> Getting the yeah, voice oh, really? set. Yeah, it's like, that's that's me. <laughs> more shit. <sighs> yeah, that was... I, I forgot uh, Samuel L. Jackson was in that movie, too. Right? That was so, I saw I him. I think about it every time, and I'm just like... I'll be dang, I forgot. That's the first place I ever saw Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I don't... What, I mean, he's probably in a lot more before that, but I don't know. Like, The Negotiator, maybe? I don't know what I else. I think he was in Die Hard 3. Oh, but I think that was before. I think that was before Jurassic Park. Now I'm glad to go back and look that up, because I'm not he sure. Got, he got started kind of later, didn't he? I think he did. For his I think he career. did. Which I mean, and then he just started showing up in everything, and, yeah. and why not? Because yeah. he's freaking awesome. So great. <laughs> he so uses great. the f word like some the great artists use paint. You know? Oh, he does. Muscles. <laughs> he even gets like, uh, in the end of Avengers, uh, came so close. Yeah, yeah. When he's calling for Captain Marvel, like mother, and then they take him out. Well, you know the story about snakes on a plane, right? With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-uh. Snakes on a Plane was supposed to be PG-13. And, like, once they found out Sam Jackson was on this movie, like... Everybody started like just basically. I guess I guess I'd be considered memeing back then. But everybody was like, "He's gonna be like, I've had it with these MF and snakes on this MF and plane." And it's like it became so popular that like if they didn't do it, the movie was. I mean, the movie should have tanked anyway. It was not a good movie. <laughs> so they, it's hilarious. They added that in. They added a lot of they reshot some other language in there. Put some like naughty scenes in there, and, and turned it into an R-rated movie because of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, I watched that for the first time last year. I was disappointed. It is what it is. And I, yeah, but at the same time, I was like, it's so bad, it's just funny. It's true. It's, it's true. It's one that's so bad, it's you gotta at least watch it. Yeah. And the whole plot is just... <laughs> the way you're gonna kill a guy is putting all these snakes on all the these, and All then, these motherfucking snakes. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, the TV version that's like safe for airing on yeah. networks? 
She's like, I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. What? No way. Yes. Yes. Why would they do that? Because you had to have the line in there. Monkey fighting. Monkey fighting snakes Monday on this Friday. Monday to Friday plane. I guess it was close enough. Goodness. They had a board meeting that were like, all right, guys, we need an NF in I here. Really, I really wish some of these like movies that like go to TV would like start including the like alternate audio from the TV versions because some of them are hilarious. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Because they've like tried to find things that like fit the tone, fit what the, the scene is trying to show. And the mouth movement. And the mouth movements where they can. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think like another one, I think they actually did release it was Carface with Al Pacino. Really? Yes. I think they actually, I think that's on the DVD. Yeah. (laughs) That had like the record for the most F bombs for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, he, he dropped a few of those in there. Just a few. (laughs) My little friend. (laughs) My little friend. That movie will get you hype, man. That's a crazy guy. Yeah. Man. But yeah, so... Dr. Hammond, I think you're right. I think he was just, which they did a good job of portraying in the movie of just showing his sheer excitement. Yeah, his excitement and his hubris, I think, too, that he thought he's done other things. It's like, he can do this. There's no question. Um, There was no doubt in his mind of what he was going to accomplish. He was like, this is what I want to do. I made it happen. And then Mother Nature comes and sabotage comes and unfortunately it's all at the same time yeah because if it hadn't been for that 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 hurricane that was happening nedry would have got away with it yeah and just been good nothing would have happened all the systems would have came back online everybody would have been happy to hunky dory yeah but um it didn't <laughs> and he got eaten got aged. dude his line delivery which is that goes back to where because there's a i don't it's not cheesy but it's like I said, it's just it's what I want in a movie script because <laughs> I don't want I don't want every line to just be this. This is how people would really be saying these mm-hmm. things. But like it's it's so overly which lines dramatic. Are you talking about? It, everything he says, it's like the camera shot and it's so dramatic and it's the delivery is great. Like I can't I can't even remember a specific line right now. I just remember one of my favorite scenes of his of Nedry is when he's about to commit the act. Mm-hmm. And he knows he's about to, and he's like so nervous, and he's just babbling like, "I'm gonna go go to a snack machine. I'm gonna go get something." And you know, I had something kind of salty stuff, like kind of some get some kind of sweet. Yeah. So I thought I'd just go maybe get a drink or anything. Yeah, you guys yeah. want anything? I go get you some. Well, I'm gonna get you some unknown. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna be running this program, and it's, uh, there might be having a few bugs on the system. Might go on light. It's fine, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. There's Very just like job. click, click, click. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the uh, the bearded guy. The guy that made it. Oh, all John Hammond. Hammond. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Same yeah, line. he is just well, he's just an amazing actor and actually amazing director. Um, he directed Gandhi what? with Bill Kingsley. Yeah. Yes. Um, he directed. I think it was uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Chaplin. Whoa. Um, yeah. No, he's very. He was actually. He's. I think he's more known for being a director than he is for being an actor. And I think Spielberg was like got a part for you he's so cool on screen he's good i mean he's like he's so genuine yeah um he's very much a departure from the book the book the character is very much like aggressive um doesn't even really care about his grandkids yeah he's kind of a jerk um and actually he winds up uh and once again he has this hubris um he thinks that 
oh, we've got the power back on. Now we can take control. We're going to get all the, the folks out there because there was more than just the folks that were on the island in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to have, we're going to get all these dinosaurs back in containment. We're going to keep this under control. Um, well, he winds up uh, stumbling, breaks his ankle. And next thing you know, he's got these compies kind of nipping at him mm. and he's like get away and it's actually they took that death and used it in the lost world for one of the uh the the guy that gets separated yes yeah. yes uh used I it for him name. i can't remember his name either yeah. i know he played uh satan in constantine it's a really good actor i haven't seen that yeah that's it's, it, he plays really good in that <laughs> but um yeah he's done a, several other things a really good actor um i hate i can't remember his name but uh but yes, they reuse that death from the book because in the movie he lives, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a few people that like the biggest one though is Ian Malcolm dies in the book. Just help me with I'm just bad. Jeff Goldblum. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So like the the star of wow. the second movie, yeah, <laughs> and the second book. So they had to kind of like that's what I was talking about earlier about kind of retconning was they said they found him then and they brought him to the to Costa Rica and got him to a hospital and he so did survive. Yeah. Um. So that was a big departure from the original book. Okay. Um. And actually, the lawyer of all people was one of the heroes who survived in the book, and he was more of a you know like a family man who was in decent shape and he actually helped with um trying to find grant and all them what's um what's the scene in jurassic park that makes the movie for you oh um where it's like this has to happen or the movie doesn't hit it like it it's got to be the t-rex escape right i mean that is such a visually iconic fe- part of the movie it's so cool it's it's superbly shot the animatronic T-Rex head gives so much credibility to anything else that happens. Mm. Um, it lets your your mind not even think that there's a computer-generated version when it steps out, but when it looks in, once again, that pupil dilation, which they didn't have to do, but my god, what a shot. That's a trailer shot. It's so cool. That's a shot you put in the trailer to sell the movie. Yeah. Um, because you're like, that's yeah. a dinosaur. Yeah. Well, how did they get a dinosaur for right. this movie? <laughs> oh, a dinosaur. <laughs> Um, I think that is the defining part of the movie. Yeah. I think if you had to pick one shot, like one freeze frame, is after the T-Rex comes into the visitor center at the end, mm-hmm. fights off the raptors, becoming the hero of the movie in that, right. in that instance, and then the banner falling down in front of it saying, when dinosaurs rule the earth. I love that. That is a beautiful, like, I, I have that as like a backdrop on my computer. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it's like, it's just such a... It's like, it's just, it's a visually iconic moment. Um, and I just, it's, it could be a postcard for dressing. <laughs> yeah. But I think those are probably like, I mean, I love the kitchen sequence. It's fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, horrifying. Horrifying. Um, and, and at the same time, it's like, these things are horrifying, but at the same time, it's like, you're so enamored with the yeah. animals and the way they behave that you can't help but watch. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no way, even as a kid, I would turn away. Because, <laughs> I mean, well, it's the the ultimate predator. Yeah. Going and hunting. Yeah. And they're like, from our biology, that's what we used to do. Yeah. Like, we can connect with that. It's exactly. like going out on the hunt, you know, just 
scouting out where are they at, sniffing it out, trying. Not only that, being hu- being the hunter, them. but also being the hunted. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we're both. <laughs> we're both. We're not. Well, back however many thousands and thousands of years ago, we, we weren't the top of the food chain. No, no, <laughs> no. We we had to watch out for the big cats. Yeah, and every, yeah, bears, all kinds <laughs> of shit. Goodness, <laughs> yeah. But oh. so those. We get to connect on both of those elements, which is, I think that's what can really pull the audience in. Yes. Because you get, you're like, oh yeah, we used to do this. Like you get that feeling. It's like, <laughs> that adrenaline he's going to find them. He's going to find them. And then fight they're hiding. Fight. You're like, where are you going to hide? What are you going to do? And you're trying, like you're working both tracks, trying to keep them straight. <laughs> it gets crazy. And it's, uh, it was, God, it's one thing after another in that movie. And that was how smart the raptors were in that film like it's like the the whole thing where ellie sadler is it says uh it's like so the other one's contained <laughs> yeah unless they learn how to open doors <laughs> and he's like yeah, opening doors <laughs> <laughs> i love lines in movies like that where you know it's coming <laughs> you know you're like why would you say that now it's gonna happen it's, it has to happen it has to happen it absolutely does well, i love that it does this is another thing that makes that movie so freaking cool <laughs> But uh, real quick, Hammond in that movie has a great beard. You know what it takes? Ah. Ah. It's almost like he was using Mountaineer brand. Mountaineer brand has all natural products for your beard. And if you want to look like the great Dr. Hammonds from Jurassic Park, you got to get some Mountaineer brand. Because that that guy was using my code, ISAC, to get 10% off all of his products. And he was definitely stashing some up just in case he could get a T-Rex to grow an awesome beard. Because it's got to be shining for the people to go to the park. That's true. What if a dinosaur had a beard? If a dinosaur had a, would it be made of feathers? Probably. Maybe. We got to talk about that. We need to talk to Mountaineer Brand. Can, we do. Well, do we have a, a feather uh, uh, code? I don't know. We sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have stuff for your pets as well. Oh, do they? Not sure what it is, but they got it. Maybe, do they have feathers? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's mainly for dogs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they can expand. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Maybe one day you get a pet bird or something. Because they got little... Don't some of them have stuff on their chin? I'm sure. I don't Maybe. know. I, don't, I mean, they have feathers on their... I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. There's the, the lizard, the bearded dragon. There you go. Hey. It's bearded. Yeah. I don't think there's any hair, but Beard. it's still... <laughs> you can still make it shine. Make it shine. Make it shine and smell good. Yes. So yeah, go... Oh my goodness. I thought you were muted. I got a red light over there. I was like, please tell me we didn't just do this whole thing with you muted. But, <laughs> but yeah, so head to mountaineerbrand.com and use my code ISAC to get 10% off anything you use. I mean, anything you get from there for 10% off. That's E Y E S A C at mountaineerbrand.com. He did that live. I did. I don't like doing that, but. I know, but you did it very well. Thank you. It's very smooth, like John Hammond's beard. Mm. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you how do you feel about the sequels of Jurassic Park? I think they're fun. Um, I don't think they live up to what the first one was. Nope. I think it is very difficult for anything to live up to that. I think it's very difficult for any movie now to live up to that. I think, I mean, you had lightning in a bottle with that first one. Yeah. It was a concept that hadn't been thought of before. Um, 
I mean, obviously we had movies where dinosaurs and humans were together, but not like this. Not where it's like it made sense, like scientifically is a possibility. Yeah. Um, and I think they lost the wonder. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think they lost that kind of... They had that... They they have it occasionally. Like there's a scene in yeah. the Lost World where Stegosauruses first show up and you kind of see the awe. They tried to do it there, but it really... It wasn't enough. I think that's the key word is they tried. They tried. Um, and in Jurassic Park 3, I think they had some good ideas. I don't know what happened if they just ran out of money or if there was a writer's <laughs> strike going on at the time. Because it ends very abruptly. It does. <laughs> very abruptly. Um, I think it's a good time. I have a good time watching it. Yeah. Um, I know a, a friend of mine, Jared, uh, <laughs> gives me crap all the time for the, the dream sequence with the raptor showing up going, Alan. Um, yeah. but it's like, I, I love it. It's like, it's, he's dreaming. A guy exactly. is yelling his name in the thing. You're how many, how many times have you had something really weird happen in a dream? Every <laughs> time I dream. And I, it always comes in with like the things from reality. It's like, yeah. you start hearing your alarm go off and it's like, why is this go-kart beeping that I'm working on? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but that's what it is, is dreams like intertwining with reality. And it just becomes this big jumbled up mess uh, where nothing makes sense. But when you're dreaming, you're like, this is real life oh my god i had a dream the other night one of the few dreams that i've ever like taken with me after an entire day and like can still remember it just walking through my house and i've never had that where my house where i walk through my house and everything looks the same right usually it's a whole different house but this is my house but yeah yeah yeah. you still get that feeling it's like i'm in my house but this this ain't it (laughs) but this was my house and i was like all right tom cruise is in there just regular old Tom Cruise. He's shorter than me, which I was like the whole time I was dreaming. I was like, this is weird, which I know Tom Cruise is short. But seeing him in, in person, I'm using clothes right now. I was like, dude, this is, I feel like this is humbling for you. But I don't know why. It's just, it you kind of hurts like, me. Welcome to my podcast. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to sit down and talk for a minute? But he was weird. Like he came up and he just kept like bumping into me. And I was like, all right. To start something. I was like, all right, Tom. <laughs> Back off, dude. But yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned because I have a very similar thing where like a couple of days ago I had a dream and it's like for some reason I remember it. But it was like we me and my wife were at this hotel, I guess in Europe or something. And like they were telling us we had to pack up our stuff every day because they may move us around because I guess the rooms, like, because we got paid a cheaper rate. Yeah. And they like make move us to another room if somebody more important comes. <laughs> and like I was like, I was getting really mad, so I'm yelling at the guy. And then like the um 
the bouncer, not bouncer, but the security guy comes up and it's freaking Dave Batista. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I was mad. He's like, hey man, you need to calm down. And I was like, listen, if he told you you had to move every time, every day, I had to pack up all my stuff again, how would you feel? And the, Dave Bautista just looks at the guy, he's like, he, he's got a point. <laughs> That's all I remember. Well, but did you know, like in the dream, did you know that was him? Like you recognized him? <laughs> recognized him as Dave okay. Bautista. I don't know why he was working security. You're like, this is normal. <laughs> what if you were in a movie in the dream? That'd be interesting. What if dreams were movies? Makes sense. What? Oh, alternate universe dun, dun, movies. Dun. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, but y'all be seeing some sick movies out here. <laughs> For sure. Or there's some really boring ones. Yes. Yeah, Tom Cruise is just walking through a guy's house. It's like, why is he keep bumping into him? I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting weird. for the plot to reveal itself. He wouldn't say anything either. Well, would he? <laughs> yes, he would. He's just that stupid smile he always does. God, I, and I was asking him questions, but he wouldn't say anything. Well, maybe he just looked like Tom Cruise, and he was actually like, he didn't speak English. He might not have. He I was know. like an exchange student <laughs> saying in my Exchange student yeah. Tom Cruise. I'm like, this is a door. This is a door. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the dream sequence in that, Back to Jurassic World. I thought I thought it was cool too. I gave it a, I gave it a pass because it is what it is. It's funny. It's, it's a nice, it's a fun scene. Yeah. I mean, like you got PTSD like that. Seriously, you're gonna, you're gonna be this having dreams. Man like was that. almost eaten many a time. Yeah. I mean, you think about soldiers that come back from war; they have dreams all the time oh, about oh, their combat God. days. Jeez, you're not kidding. And there's yeah. no telling what they see in the dream. Yeah, they're not going to tell anybody because it's that bad. Mm. And they don't want to go back there. Exactly. And Alan doesn't wake up from the dream going, I just saw a freaking dinosaur say my name. Because it's crazy. <laughs> and of course, that's the last place he wanted to be. So, of course, where would your brain go? Exactly. So, it brings you back. You're instantly there. And it's just um, it's the worst thing coming true. You know, the raptor coming. Alan. They've gotten smarter. They can speak. I don't know. I definitely, it's like, it's, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um. And I think, I think overall, I think both the Lost World and Jurassic or Jurassic Park Three, I think, are both fun, mm -hmm. and they're good popcorn movies. I don't yeah. think they're, I don't think they're classics. You don't got to come back to them every so many years if you don't want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can go straight from Jurassic Park to Jurassic World if you want. It's not yeah. going to hurt anything. Um, I, and honestly, I think a lot of the same mistakes that were kind of made with the lost world and Jurassic park three, I think kind of went into Jurassic park or Jurassic world fallen kingdom. Uh, that's the second, that's one the, that's the one that follows Jurassic world. Okay. So we have Jurassic park or Jurassic world dominion coming out. I think this year in June, I want to say, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're getting ready. Another one. Is it, have you seen a trailer? You've seen trailers. Is it, does it look good? It looks really good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it, does it look good from a point of they did good with the dinosaurs, or do you think it's like this is going to be like a good story, a, a good movie? There's a, you know, there's it's hard to tell because I'm very jaded. I'm very, I'm very um, biased. Well biased, yeah. Um, so obviously, anything that has the branding, I'll be there opening night or as soon as I possibly can for sure. Um, 
I think the fact they're bringing back more of the legacy cast, so they're actually bringing back uh, Alan Grant, Ellie Sadler, and Jeff Goldblum this time around. Whoa. Yeah, big names. Were they... Big trio. Were they in either of the first two? Uh, Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum was in a opening and closing scene okay. of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And it was kind of like a uh, taking place during like a trial or a hearing to see what should be done with the island. Okay. Well, should we try to rescue the dinosaurs? Um, and of course, he's very much of the uh, thought, no. Yes. <laughs> very adamant about that. <laughs> there wasn't much of a question. Yeah. It's just kind of just like, aha, uh-huh, no. <laughs> no way. Uh, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. The, his line delivery is. He is he is one of my favorite actors and just people. Yeah, just from like seeing because I I watch his uh his series on Disney Plus, the uh World According to Goldblum, yep. and it's just he just seems to love life. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most incredible things about him as an actor is never have I seen him in a movie where I feel like he is reading dialogue. Nope. I feel like whatever he is saying is coming out of his head at that very moment. It has never been written on the page before and. In, in any lifetime, it's just he provides it. That's what I feel like. Yeah, and there are very few actors that you you really get that feel, where it's like everything mm-hmm. is of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he is definitely one of those. That's what you get from him every time. Like, there's there's some actors where you're like, I'll watch this just because they're mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, and he's one of them. he is one of because you just want to see Jeff Goldblum. I have watched Goldblum. some garbage because he was. <laughs> So I enjoy him. Yeah. I think that's important, which it can really help a movie that may shouldn't, you know, should not be successful, mm. you know, but that, that actor and it, it may suck for their track record. you know, when people are like, yeah, but do you remember when he was in this? And you're like, yeah, but he was still good. <laughs> Just cause the rest of it wasn't good. Perfect example is um, the sequel to Independence Day. Awful movie. I haven't seen. Oh my God. Then. Oh, so I see a future podcast in your, really? in your future. I don't know. <laughs> but no, the first Independence Day is fantastic. Yeah. It's it's a, I think it was in the late 90s. It's Will Smith, right? Will Smith, Jeff Alien Goldblum, invasion. Alien Invasion. Uh, Bill Pullman gives one of the best speeches in movies. Oh, this is the, the hype up speech, right? Yeah, the, this is our Independence Day. This isn't just America anymore, that kind of thing. Um, and it's like, and it's like, it's cool because it's like, it all ties together. It's, it's a cool idea, cool concept. Okay. Um, I'm all for it. It's the alien. one good movie those directors have made. <laughs> <laughs> I will go on record saying that. <laughs> what else have they done? They did the 1998 Godzilla. They did. There's been the, like 19 million Godzilla. Well, I don't this know. is the one that had the Godzilla yeah. that looked like Jay Leno, with like they had this huge chin. It, it was awful. I want to see that. It's, now. It's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Look at Godzilla 1998. It was the first attempt of uh, an American Godzilla. Uh, once again, it was a few years after Jurassic Park, um, and. We can make anything now. We'll do it in CG. It's just... I want to see this guy. And, and unfortunately, that movie was made by... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does that look like... Does that scream Godzilla to you? <laughs> Looks like he got stung by a big-ass bee. That is awful. 
Um, oh my god, I was so Ew. I was so hyped for that movie because they did not show him in any of the marketing material. Really? Anything you did not see oh, that guy. But even then, back then, it was like it was very like because we never had a CG Godzilla, mm. and because it was like this big like we're coming off Jurassic Park and Lost World, mm. this big theropod, two legged walking, uh, giant running godzilla at the time when i was a kid i loved it yeah but now watching it back now i'm like this movie is so cringy <laughs> it's like the dialogue is awful the story is awful this is not godzilla yeah. um but one of the best things to come from that is that for the 50th anniversary of godzilla uh toho studios in japan made like this one like balls to the wall godzilla film called godzilla final wars it's not my favorite it's it's kind of overlong and bloated but they threw everything including the kitchen sink at it and he's fighting a lot of monsters he's fighting oh my god so many probably like over a dozen um yeah yeah and like the whole idea is that these aliens are trying to take over the earth so they are having these monsters attack all these different uh cities around the world and godzilla's like taking them out well, the first one he comes across um, is, um, I'm going to back up real quick before we get to that. In a previous movie, they had some uh, banter between a couple of uh, of the G-Force, the, the guys who were fighting Godzilla. Okay. And they said, oh, I can't believe Godzilla is attacking Tokyo again. You know, I heard he attacked America. And, and the other guy goes, yeah, the Americans say that, but not the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> But back to Godzilla Final Wars, they actually like took the same model from Godzilla and the American one, the 1998, okay. and had him fight just Japanese Godzilla. What? He lasted, I think that fight lasted 15 seconds. Basically, Zilla, as they called him, because they, okay. they, they joked that uh, the Americans took the god out of Godzilla. <laughs> But so, so Zilla takes and like leaps at him. Godzilla's just like, nah, knocks him out of the way with his tail, destroying the Sydney Opera House, (laughs) and then just blows his atomic breath at it, and he is gone. (laughs) That is it. And then, like, the the aliens that are controlling these monsters, like, ah, I knew I shouldn't have sent tuna breath after him. It's just, just like trashing, trashing it, and it's like it, it deserves every bit of it. Yeah, um, but I, I I do love it for that reason. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the newest Godzilla, Godzilla vs Kong? Okay, well, okay, do you want to go with Godzilla vs Kong or the what, the first of the new trilogy, called? the one that came out in twenty fourteen? Nah, nah, the one that just like the one that just came out, Godzilla vs Kong. And... I like it a lot. My favorite of the new ones are is actually the Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think I don't know if I've seen the other. That one, I think okay, so you have Godzilla 2014, mm-hmm. which was like a basically a giant tease throughout the movie. Um, it makes me so mad to rewatch it. I, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> well, they and, just never showed him or Well, they they, I guess I don't know what they were thinking, but they kept teasing Godzilla. Like they they would show him in like the first scene. They're like they're fighting in or the monsters are destroying Las Vegas. So that'd be amazing to see, right? Yeah. No, we're going to cut away from that and follow these people and follow them instead. Them escaping it, and then we'll show it on a news report on a tiny TV 
like the aftermath afterwards. So it's just build up of it's just I guess they're trying to anything. build it up and and maybe they were going for something like the way the Toho Studios kind of did back in like the seventies where they didn't have a lot of money for a lot of the effect shots. So really you had like a lot of like human story happening and then you would have like the big monster battle at the end. Okay. And and that was kind of the big deal. Um Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe they're trying to make it more exciting. But I think Godzilla in that movie, I think, has like eight minutes of screen time. And don't quote me on that, but I know it's like very, very small percentage. How do you do that? And and, and the other thing that was so infuriating is anytime they would like... So there's an airport sequence, and they have this awesome panning shot going up Godzilla's leg, up to his chest, and you see his head up there, and then they cut. And they go back to the army guy they were following. This is the 2014 okay. with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen playing husband and wife right after they got done playing brother and sister in oh. Age of Ultron. Look at that. So <laughs> find that really weird. Um, kind of weird. That's like the uh, Forrest Gump with his, his mom or the, what's his name? Shelly. Oh, oh, the, the I you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she plays his mom in Forrest Gump, and then the movie they did before, like either the year or two years before, really, they were Sally Fields. Sally Fields, yeah, they're like boyfriend. I didn't girlfriend. know that. That's yeah. funny. Oh, that's that's worse. It is. It's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's much worse. That's casting. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and I I do like the visuals. I love the design of Godzilla in 2014. Um, but I think. I don't know. It just and this it came out the same year I think that Pacific Rim came out, mm. and Pacific Rim hit everything just right. I want to watch that again. Please do. It is. It's one of my. It's probably one of my top five. Really? Yes. I got to hear your top five. Um, top five: Jurassic Park. Um, number two, and what briefly took number one for a time was Transformers. Whoa! Yeah, the first one. The first one because that blew my mind. Okay. Uh, when did I, that come out? That came out in two. 2007. Okay. Yeah, 2007, I think. I think it was 2007. Um, number three. I kind of just group up all MCU together at this point because it's so hard. Um, but probably Thor Ragnarok is my mm. top of that. Uh, I just I have a blast. I can so I can just put that on repeat. It's such a blast to watch. I might watch that tonight. <laughs> it, that was so. like whenever I was testing like home theater equipment, that's the movie I'd put on. Because it's like it's so colorful. It's the music. Yes, I love it. Um, uh, another one in my top five is actually a movie called Ghost in the Darkness. I've not heard of it. That one came out, I think, in I mid mid to late nineties. Um, it's not very well known film. Um, it's about uh, it stars Val Kilmer and I think Michael Douglas. Um, it's it's one of those movies that's like I forget how much I enjoy it. And every time I go back to it, I can't believe how much I enjoy it. It's not streaming anywhere. Uh, like I said, it's, what is this about? So, <laughs> this Val weird. Kilmer is a, I think he's an engineer and architect that are designing a railroad to go across Africa. Okay. And this is based on true events. When does it take place? Of 1800s. Okay. I think. Don't quote me. I'm not sure. Um, but... What he's trying to do is he's trying to build this and get it get it done. Um, and uh, there are these two man-eating lions 
that are literally coming into the camp and mm. taking people away and killing them and eating them. Okay. And this is based on real events. You can actually go see the two lions and uh, I think it's uh, I think it's in England. What One of their museums has them on display. Uh, there were two rogue male uh, maneless lions. They have manes in the movie because obviously it's more yeah. more lion. Yeah. But um, it's just it's such a good story. It's told extremely well. Um, and then it's like he brings in Michael Douglas as like this. Uh, I think his last name is Remington. Okay. I think uh, based on a. I think it was. I think it was based on a real person. I can't remember off the top. I I think it was. But um anyway, so they wound up going after them. And mm. it it's uh very well shot, used real lions. Uh they yeah, they had two real lions. And it's funny because I read a thing the other day, they actually used the same lions that they used for uh, I think it was George of the Jungle. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of my one of my all time favorites. How many did they kill? Um, how many people? Yeah, the line. Uh, I think it was like a over a dozen. I think. Why? Yeah, no, they and like they were they were like they were brazen. They would just go right into the middle of the camp and grab somebody and take them. They wouldn't kill them there. I or think, they might kill them and I then th- drag them. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Maybe, but like, and that's the fact that this actually weird. happened back then, and that's something like because most of the time, well, all the time, the females are doing the hunting, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times, like. Lions aren't really known as like man eaters, no. but to like continually go after people. It's like it's a great movie, it, it's, and it's not. If it was like a rabies case, they wouldn't like leave and come back. No, I don't. I don't. Back. No, they just go in there and try to get yeah. everybody. But no, they were actually they were they were eating, they were That's feeding. Weird. Yeah. Good grief! I want to look that story up. Yeah. No, it's it's really. I think it's one of those movies that's kind of been lost. Um, what makes it so good? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's so weird. It's like for me watching it, I can just sit down and it's like, and I it's and I don't know if you have this with movies, but I have like movies that I know they were good. I can't tell you why they were good, and I will watch them. And like a couple of years later, I'll say, you know, I haven't seen that in a while. I remember it being really good. I can't remember why, but let me rewatch it. Okay, and I rewatch it, and I just like it's like it opens up all again. How does just, it make you feel when you watch it? it makes, I mean, like, how's the movie set? Is it Drama or is it's it drama. meant to be super scary? Or it's I don't know if it's. I mean, it's not like a horror kind of yeah. thing. I mean, it's, some of the things that happen are horrible, um, but it's not like trying to jump scare you with it. Um, it's it's more like I would say it's more of a suspense okay. kind of thing happening. So a is thriller. It, does it give you that feel of the kitchen scene from Jurassic Park? Because yes. it's the lion. Yeah, I would say that kind of thing. That. And then the humans have to take. And not only on that, but like how the they, how they, what they try to do. They try this, it doesn't work. And they try this, it doesn't mm. work. Um, they try this, and it does work. And they get one of them. But then the other one's smart now, and it realizes, oh well, I'm not going to go do that. And and then the, um, oh, and then actually, well, I don't know. Well, you haven't seen it, but I don't want to get in too, too much, much into it. But um. The Val Kilmer's character winds up killing a lion, and they think the problem's solved. That won't it. So you still got the two lions just coming on in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, it's... I don't know what it is about it. It's just... It's something that... I don't know. It just speaks to me, I guess, as a moviegoer. Okay. And, And I don't know if it's just... Because I watched it back then. I mean, I showed it to my wife, and she loved it, too. Okay. Um, and I think it's just one of those movies that kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything else coming out. I don't know. I'll have to watch it sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it, obviously. The story is crazy. <laughs> but it always seems to be in my top list of movies. Um, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw Ghostbusters and um, oh yeah, and Silence of the Lambs in there as well. Ooh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that's a that's that's Anthony Hopkins, and that man could read a a phone book, and I'd be on the edge of my seat. <laughs> that's a national treasure. Yes, seriously. So seriously, my everything. favorite is is when talking about when he filmed as Odin in the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. He's he basically just took it for fun. He really wasn't like, you know, it's, he just kind of phoned it in. Yeah. And it's like, his phoning it in is better than most actors, like, top of their game. Dude, I'm looking he, at you, Jared Leto. He just, we're trying so hard. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's... Damn, that's an underrated character in Marvel. Is Odin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you look at that scene when he basically banishes his his son, I was going to bring that up. Really, his only true blood son, mm-hmm. because he doesn't know how to control himself. What's his line there? Um, That's so powerful. He's you're not. Isn't you're not worthy or prove yourself worthy? I, I, what is it? I'm trying to think because I think uh, Thor says to him that it's like uh, you're an old man and a fool. And like you just see like his heart breaking as he's basically telling his son uh you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember the exact line. It's been a while since I've seen that. It's one. so like but like so, just his voice cracks and it's like you can tell his his heart is broken doing this. Mm. And it's like this is him phoning it in. <laughs> this is him just being like, Yep, there's a paycheck. All right. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> was that good? Was that good? <laughs> that, I know. Yeah, I don't care. Chris Hemsworth over there crying, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he is so fun to watch, dude. That's like, uh, I remember watching. I think was it was it Wolf or Wolfman? It had him and Guillermo del, or uh, Benicio del Toro. I haven't seen. It. <laughs> Not a good movie. Oh. Not a good movie. But my God, Anthony Hopkins comes walking in. And he's just like eating an apple. And I'm like, my God, that man made eating an apple look interesting. How in God's name? <laughs> Have you seen uh, the world's fastest Indian? I have, but it's been years. My dad was watching it the other day and he had told me about it before, but it's Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it seems like such a odd role for him to play. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just this guy from... I get wolf from New Zealand. New Zealand, New Zealand I think. I think you're right. Um, from New Zealand. And he just, the whole movie is him just going around and meeting people. Mm. That's all that happens up until he does the, not the race, but the 
the more, land speed record, I think. Yeah, land yeah. speed record. And it's that's all he does is just go around and meet people, and all but you he, think about is, I wish I was just the guy in the bar, and Anthony Hopkins walked in, shared the story with me. It's just he's so honest yep. in everything he does, and he's just such a great performer. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Oh my God, that's a serial killer. That is, I mean, he his eyes are just so cold, and he looks through anybody else in the room. Yes. Um, and the way he just he stands when he mm. when when uh, Clarice first goes in there, and just everything about him is like he's not even the, in the movie for that long, no. really, from the runtime. But he is what you leave thinking about. Yep. Um, even in. Hannibal, the sequel, which wasn't as good. It's like, it's no fault of his because, no. like, he still gives everything. Right. Um, and in Red Dragon, the prequel film that they made, I think it captured a lot of that again. Mm-hmm. And I think just having him in that role, because they'd done that movie before called Manhunter uh, that actually had Brian Cox uh, play. Um, Hannibal Lecter in it. Okay. And he did a fine job. Brian, Cro- Brian Cox is a great yeah, actor. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but my God, just what that little sparkle in, in Anthony Hopkins eye as he mm-hmm. plays the character. And it's like, that's what makes it. And that's, he's, he's the best. He he's plays best. and he plays like, it's not like he's one of those guys that has to fall into this certain role. Like he's not mm. Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like so you're saying he doesn't have a very particular set of skill. <laughs> um and I want to look up his movies cuz they're I mean they're all over the place. There is another one um that came out. I think it's called Fracture. Yep. Where he kills his wife. Oh my god. And like the prosecutor knows that he killed his wife, but he covered it up so well that the prosecutor had nothing to to work with. And, and you're going to believe Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, and I mean, and he, <laughs> it's like, and it's the whole thing. I think it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is no, actually Ryan the prosecutor. Or Ryan Gosling, yeah. thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. Wow, that was a mix-up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, so you're you're playing against, and basically, Anthony Hopkins was kind of playing Hannibal Lecter again, really. Oh, really? In a lot of it, yeah, because it's like that whole, I'm smarter than you and I know it. Mm. But, like, he's likable in it. You can't help but like him. Just because he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> That's one thing my mom can't get around because, like, me and my dad really enjoy movies, and he's a huge Anthony Hopkins mm. fan. Um, Harrison Ford, just classic guys. And when you go, oh, what's his name? James Spader. Mm-hmm. Have you seen The Blacklist? No, I have not. You should watch at least like the first six seasons. It's, at least just the first six yeah, seasons. Dude, they came out with a nut. It's like every season you're like, all right, we wrapping this up. And I'm like, nope, another one. Ah, bring it on. And it's, you can't can't get too mad because it's James Spader. And I don't know how you feel about him, but I really like him. And but he's this terror he's the worst person in the world in this show. Literally. He's the king of thieves, the king of all criminals, and he brings everybody together in the criminal world. But he starts talking, and you're like, I kind of want to be this guy's son. I think he would be a good dad. And my my dad will like be a good dad. <laughs> my dad will just be like, 
Man, his name's Raymond Reddington uh-huh. on the show. He's like, Raymond got him again. What a, you know, just like praising him or whatever. And my mom would be like, he's so terrible. Why do you, why do you like watching him so much? And he's like, it's not that, it's not that he likes what he's doing, but it's just James Bader does such a good job of performing. Oh, I thought you were Ben Johnson for a second. His, Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> he just like, he makes you take his side every time. There he is. Ben Jammin Johnson here to uh, brighten this podcast with a paid sponsorship from Raid Shadow Legends because they sponsor everything else. What are they? What are those? What is that? If you haven't checked it out, use my promo code to get 10% off and a new champion. And for the next 30 days, unlock all these free items in that incredible house. Whatever you're promoting, you did a good job. Thank you so much. You know, it is always a pleasure to crash a podcast. And I feel that I've let the, uh, I was about to say the viewers, but I've, I've let the listeners down by not crashing more often. And I am so pleased it's been a minute. to come in and interrupt in the middle of who is perhaps your greatest guest ever on the podcast. He's exaggerating. Maybe a slight hyperbole, but the one and only Mr. John Felix. Yes. Extraordinary. He put a mister in front of my name. High praise is well deserved. Incredible specimen of human humanity at its finest. I'm proud to have crashed this podcast for the first time in quite some time. Yeah. For such a great guest. An excellent guest. I appreciate it. And I'm just happy to see Ben Jammin over here because I very rarely get to see him. Oh, we don't get to see each other. No, no and you're one of my favorite people. Legitimately one of my favorite people. <laughs> a beautiful moment is happening here, people. It is not. <laughs> he was in my wedding party. Hey. Guess you can't argue that. No, no, that puts you pretty high up there. <laughs> Gotta be. How many people were in your wedding? Um, or groomsmen? Groomsmen, I had six. Sounds about right. I had six. Your top six? Yes. And not, only, not only that, um, to make the honor of being in Mr. John Felix's wedding party even more honorable, uh, a couple years later, we were John and I were in another friend's wedding, who you also were yeah. in. Yeah. And uh, there was a small fiasco involving a net. Uh, somehow or another, not enough neckties made it to the to the wedding yeah. for all of the groomsmen to get to wear a tie and look uniform at, at our good yeah, friend. As we should. So, I had the honor, the privilege of getting to wear the tie that Mr. John Felix wore at his own wedding. Actually, that is true. Whoa. That is true. It just happened to be like, it was just a shade off, but nobody could tell. That's an artifact. And I'm halfway colorblind, so I definitely could see <laughs> And, and then on top of that, top of that because the each one of the ties came with a uh, what was it, a handkerchief along with it to match. <laughs> we were short of handkerchiefs. So I like we grabbed some scissors and cut mine in half. <laughs> Just kind of did it in there, so it looks like a whole one. Keep in mind all of these last minute uh, saving. We're talking like last few minutes before we had to go. I knew stuff was going on. I didn't know how it was fit. Honestly, I think this was actually happened too three minutes into when the wedding was supposed to start because there were a couple delays, y'all remember and it wasn't anybody's fault, it was just, you know with any good wedding, you know it's never going to go according to plan and we're sitting there past the last minute Mm -hmm. and John, John's like you think we got to cut the pocket square in half? (laughs) (laughs) Do it you're gonna make this wedding great (laughs) and dang it, it's like we all look good, We nobody knew I can tell 
half of it in the pocket. You ain't gonna see it anyway. <laughs> Had it covered. Because you too. I knew. I knew y'all were short a tie. I didn't know about the handkerchief. Yeah. I didn't know how it was fixed. I just knew it was. And fixed. now all you happy listeners know the secret. Everybody knows. When you're short of a handkerchief, cut this it is, in half. This is what went down in Boone. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you guys get back to your podcast. I saw um, we had to sneak in here and grab a small thing from the studio, which is okay. often the case when we do these fresh <laughs> Something out of the studio. And usually we don't know there's a podcast, which is <laughs> I mean, very boisterously bo- bursting into the yeah. But this time, I saw the person who came in here before me tiptoe in, and he mm. there's a podcast. No, I did, John, that you were the guest. Today. It's me. So whoever was going to be in that chair was about to get interrupted. I'm extremely glad that it was you, and I hope you guys have a great podcast. I am happy to have been interrupted by the great Ben it's an Jammin honor. Johnson. Truly an honor. It was an honor to crash this podcast. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, Isaac's got... Special offer for you at the end. Oh, Shadow Legends. Oh, <laughs> now I gotta come up with something. Whoa. Keep listening. I'll come back in again. It'll be okay. Thank you, Ben. Bye. He is a phenomenal person, and everybody needs to know Ben Jamage. He is. I love him. We've gotten, thankfully, we've gotten closer like over the last few months. It's been awesome. That is awesome. Like I, I remember like I met him before when he would just come into the theater before he worked here, and I was like, "That seems like a cheery dude." Like I kind of want to be around him. So. My God, he's the nicest person, isn't he? And it's not like it's not like one of those fake things. It isn't. It isn't because there's plenty of people like that. Yes. But Although ben, I think I've seen him turn it on before, but that's the part of being in yeah. in, in uh you know service industry customer service. You got to have a switch. And, but I mean, when it comes down to it, and he's your friend, he, you know what you're getting, and and that's why he was he was in my wedding party. I think he was third in, in line. <laughs> yes, so he made top three. Top three. There you go. We not. Hey, we started at top six. Now he's top. Three. Now he he was the third in in line. Yes. Climbing the ranking. Yes, I can dig it. But yeah, that Anthony Hopkins guy. He's, <laughs> he's back to Anthony Hopkins. He's yes. Good stuff. Absolutely. Who? Okay. So, quick question on Jurassic Park: If you could change casting, if you could add an actor, add an actor, add a complete new character, or take somebody out and Ooh. substitute them, what's, in the in the original Jurassic Park? Yes. What's going down with the casting? Holy crap! That is such a perfect cast, though, isn't it? Like even the smaller characters, like the gentleman who played uh, Robert Muldoon. It's like I can't imagine anybody else. In, in you gotta shoes. remind me what they did. He is the so he is the uh, the game warden. So he was the one that was uh, who goes clever girl when the raptor attacks. Oh yeah, the Austra- I think he was Australian. Yeah, I think so. He had an accent. I don't like it. <laughs> oh man, but jeez. Um, honestly, the first Jurassic Park. I don't think it needs anything yeah. else. I don't know who you take out. I I I wouldn't want to take anybody out. Honestly, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like everybody is perfect in their role. Honestly, it fits great. The kids were even good. The kids were even good. And let me tell you, I usually hate kid actors because yep. then you have movies like The Lost World, <laughs> where you can't, where you can't take the kids seriously. Gymnastics. 
at least in Jurassic Park 3, I think he did a bit better. He was a bit older, I think, too. The the kid in Jurassic Park 3. Was it the same kid? No, it was a different kid. Yeah, this was the, the, the Kirby's the, kid. The guy from yeah. The Rookie. I don't know if you have you seen that. I have not. Are you serious? Dude. I didn't know that. I love that kid. He's so good. I, didn't I like that. He um so the baseball movie The Rookie with Dennis Quaid in it. Yeah. When Dennis Quaid is a younger lad and playing like little league baseball, that's the kid that plays him. No kid. And does a great job. No Ryan Cox is his dad in it. It brings does- full circle. <laughs> Everything's connected. No, Brian that movie's if you like sports. Or just even just a feel good. Yeah, story, gotta watch it. It's on Disney Plus. Check it out. Brian Cox is great in it too. He's that dad, like Dennis Quaid, his whole life just trying to get respect from him. <laughs> just needs some respect on my name. Oh no, yeah. no, you will not get it from William Stryker. <laughs> Brian Cox is. Oh, have you s- or heard of the show? We're just listing off stuff to watch now. We have gone completely off the rails. This is fun. Like, I, this is what I like. It just goes anywhere it wants to. <laughs> Tell you me, Jurassic Park and more. <laughs> Everything. The show called, um, no, I'm not even going to know what it's called. I'm not even sure about Brian Cox in a show now. Oh, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. There's like, it's just peop- a family of people. Being the absolute worst people in the world. That's all it is. You're not selling me on. I I can't even wreck up succession. Succession. No, I haven't. Seen, I haven't. No. So it's this super highly rated show because it's so well done. Yeah. And it's so believable. And it's it takes place modern day. And it, you just get to see what goes on behind the scenes of huge entertainment deals, the news world. The guy owns the fifth largest, uh, like entertainment company in the world. So he has a news channel, theme parks, uh, just everything you can think of. Okay, but you know how you always hear like the sneaky deals that go on and finding yeah. loopholes in every law you can find. It's just that it's mm. the scum of the earth, like elite people in the world trying to be. How can I be this way? No, he doesn't. Dude, and it's, I tried watching it because I was like, oh, this is a highly praised show, like, and it's got Brian Cox in it. Mm. So I was like, it's going to be good. Dude, it's just, I kept waiting for a story to come around where I was, where I could. Wait, sorry, is this good or is it a bad show? I don't know. (laughs) It's a very well done show. Okay. I mean, you can have a well done show and still not like it. I can't, I quit watching it. So, I'm going to say that's maybe not a plug. I would say watch an episode. Just, Just watch one episode. Him. Yeah. Because the man becomes the devil in that show. Oh. Like, like, literally, or just... We'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> not really, but... Tune in. <laughs> dude, it's just... It's terrible people being terrible people. That's it. Don't we have enough of that in the real world. That's what so about it. That's why I don't get why it's like so highly praised. Because there's I don't know how you write a good review about it. I don't know. The acting's great. And you believe every single thing they say. But you don't want to. No. You're like, God, these people are terrible. There's nobody you can like in the show. Oh, oh man. And you you have to have somebody to cheer for. And the well, okay, I'll take that back. There's one guy you can cheer for. This lost sheep. 
neat nephew of the of Brian Cox's character that just comes in because he's he's been working at the theme park. He's out of the loop of the the big money in the family, and he's just like, I'm gonna make it in this world. You know, I need some money. I'm gonna go work for my terrible uncle or whatever. So he starts learning just how awful the world is that they live in. And so is he the the eyes of the the audience or no? There's no like there's no that follows everybody. So every family member has their time, which is I guess another way that it's really good. <laughs> their time to not shine to, yeah. or shine in their awfulness. Yeah. There's a great balance. Like everybody has a good story, but everybody makes the worst decision they can at all times. Now, do they ever get their comeuppance? Their what? Comeuppance. So, do their horrible actions lead to bad things happening to them? Karma. Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay, at least that's something. But. Oh. (laughs) You're yanking me around here. But then they take that, and they always bite back. Oh. So, one thing happens, and they go, how do we get them back? How do we make them pay? And it's just... It's like Batman villains, but there's no Batman. Nobody's there to save the day. It's just awful things happening. I feel bad for even bringing this up now. <laughs> Let's move on. Ada. Please. God. <laughs> at least like, because uh, I'm thinking like a show that I could like, of course, this is a comedy that I'm thinking of. It's a show called, it's a British show called Blackadder. Um, it stars um, Rowan Atkinson, who is Mr. Bean. Oh, okay. you know Mr. Bean. Yes, but it's like this. This he actually talks, <laughs> but he's basically playing this. And it's funny because like each season, it's almost like he was reincarnated in different time periods. So the first season is like during the Middle Ages. The second mm-hmm. season is during um, kind of the Queen Elizabeth era. Uh, the third season is kind of Victorian, okay. and fourth season is kind of uh, World War One. I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's this guy and he like he has all these awful schemes on like ways to get rich and they always backfire. <laughs> so it's like but he's like he's awful, but you know he's not going to win. Okay. So it's like yeah. but he's like he's funny awful too. Um one of my favorite things is they they actually did a Black Adder uh Christmas special which they took um the classic Christmas Carol story mm-hmm. and instead of you know, visiting, being, being visited by three ghosts to see his evil ways. Um, this iteration of the Black Adder uh, was like the nicest man in London. And the ghost is like, oh no, just popping in. And he says, well, you should see some of your, your ancestors and how awful they were. And he starts showing them and he winds up seeing like that they actually got ahead. Oh. So he actually becomes a horrible person now when he was about to get this award from Queen Victoria, <laughs> like the, the nicest man in, in England. God. Isn't that just the most human thing it you can is, do? It is. It's like, but it's like, it's it's so refreshing to see like an alternate take on the Christmas yeah. Carol because it's been made like what, 500 times? At least. At least. But it's, it's completely. Flips it on its head. And it's cool. fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. When is that streaming anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because it's probably on like BBC America or BBC yeah. Plus or if they have a stream. I think they have a streaming something or other. Okay. Um, so it's probably on something like that. Everybody's got a streaming. Everybody now. does now. They need to stop. I can't afford it all. There's <laughs> 
God, if only there was just one thing where you could and get it used all to these be, channels. It was like, oh, you just go on Netflix. <laughs> we'll just Netflix it. It yeah. has everything. And now, like, everybody's like, oh, Disney, we're going to have our own uh, Universal Peacock. We got to have our own now. Paramount. Uh, yeah, HBO. Paramount, HBO. Oh. Um, yeah. Apple. Yeah, I Apple. refuse the Apple one. <laughs> Hulu. There's, there's one good thing on Apple. Ted Lasso. The only one thing I want to see that's coming to Apple... Apple is Apple Plus, yeah. Apple TV Plus. Um, they actually are going to be getting the MonsterVerse. They're going to do a TV series based in the MonsterVerse with Godzilla. Well, like a TV show around Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, the same universe as like these, like Godzilla versus Kong, and Whoa. and I don't think I ever answered your question earlier about Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, how you feel about it? Yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, but like I said, oh, I did say I did like. You said you liked. It. I liked Godzilla King of the Monsters better. Yeah. And if you want to watch any of them, that one was obviously made by people who loved the old Godzilla, and it shows. Okay, I want to I want to watch some big monster movies now. Jurassic. I was really surprised at how I took Jurassic Park, like all three of them. Like I'm I, really glad you did. Yeah, because I I if I'm watching a movie, especially for the podcast, I want to like. The ones I've done podcast on, I've already seen the movie. I mm-hmm. love Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, yeah, uh, any sports movie. But this one was like, this one's new. This is a new experience for me. I was like, I have to go in without going, without expectation. Yeah. I just want to go in and watch a movie, see how I feel about it. And really, expectations can change the way you see a movie. Yeah. I can go into a movie with low expectations and come out thinking, man, that was a great movie. But somebody who went in with high expectations comes out and thinking, man, that was garbage. Disappointing, yeah. Uh, I remember watching um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. You've you've named so many movies. I know this was this was another really weird one. Uh, I think it had Ewan McGregor in it. I think. Ah, I think it was him. Really, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be so mad if I look later and say, "Oh no, it was somebody else." (laughs) But um, yeah, it's. I remember watching it. It was kind of like this weird. Everything was green screened. It was all. I think it was black and white, and it was kind of supposed to look like a kind of a 1950s future so it it was i remember watching the theater hating it when did it come out uh early 2000s okay so saw the theater hated it i got it cheap or something i bought it and i was like i watched it again i'm like i went in with these low expectations and i rewatched it i'm like man that was actually pretty darn good (laughs) yeah and then a few years later, I was like, man, I remember watching that and it was like really good the second time. Let me go watch it again. I watch it again. I'm like, man, this is garbage. What? <laughs> Same movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like my, I guess my, uh, my thoughts going into it just made that big of a difference. That's cool though. Yeah. It's weird. I don't yeah. watch it anymore. <laughs> what if you bounce back? I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, it's weird. Giving uh, to the audience out there, I'm going to go on a bathroom break. We'll be right back. Right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're bad. And while we uh, had the small break, I went ahead and looked it up, and it was actually Jude Law in Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Not Ewan McGregor, and I apologize to Ewan McGregor. Um, Not Sir Ewan McGregor. It's been a while, so I apologize. And for anybody who was yelling at me listening to this, who even knows what this movie is, honestly. If you've heard of this movie, congratulations. You, 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 if you knew that, that was, you have every right to be mad at me. And I take full full blame, send letters, care of Spring Lanes. <laughs> this is who you write it out to. This is who you complain to. Good. Um, one thing that I kind of got sidetracked with that I wanted to talk to you about more, which we talked about some, uh-huh. but dinosaurs. Yes, my first. Where? Yeah. How did? How did you? Because there's this thing with, um, mainly with. I I can only speak from a boy's perspective. When you're under ten years old, you get fascinated with something, and I don't think it's just boys. No, I think to a to as my wife. I mean, in like in like for categories. Yes. Right. So it's yes. like dinosaurs, sports. Cars, uh, farming, army men, army men. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the hot rock? What are they called? Hot, hot wheels. wheels. Yeah, I have so many hot yeah. wheels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, baseball cards, shit like that. You know. And for a moment, I was into dinosaurs, but what threw me off, what took me out of that course, was the names. Really? Yeah. Oddly enough, because it was just like I would re- I would be reading books of it and be like, "Oh, <laughs> Listen, there's still some that I had to like. Like there was one that just in case it came up, I wanted to say what it, its name was, and I had to be like, I had to write it out phonetically just so like if it came up, I could be like, "Yeah, this is what it is." Um, but yeah, I think for me as a kid, um, and especially as I got older. My, I had actually a fascination with the names, really, because the names all so mean you, something. That drew you in, yeah, okay. yeah. And I mean, it still does because, like, I like to because I've learned because it's, it's Latin, so it's like you kind of learn bits okay. and pieces of it. Okay, um, so like dinosaur, uh, literally means terrible lizard. Terrible um, lizard, yes. Um, that's new. It, <laughs> Look, I've learned so much today. Yeah, um, awesome. a Tyrannosaurus Rex means tyrant lizard king. Dude, can you just go off and this is fucking yeah. A dimetrodon, which actually isn't a dinosaur, um, means I think it means two type of teeth. Uh, so when you have iguanodon, so uh-huh. that means that means tooth. So the right. uh, iguanodon is iguana tooth. Um, let's see what's some other good ones. Triceratops is three horned face. Ooh. Um, Stegosaurus is roofed lizard. Roof, <laughs> roof, roofed lizard. Yeah. Okay. Um. Brachiosaurus, I think, is arm lizard, because if you remember in the beginning of Jurassic Park, Brachiosaurus, the big uh, long-neck sauropod, it has very long forearms, or, or front legs, and very short back legs, so that's yeah. why it has that name. Okay. Um, 
one of my favorites. And actually, this dinosaur is going to be showing up in Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> for the first time. This dinosaur is called Therizinosaurus. Therizinosaurus? Therizinosaurus. And it means scythe lizard. Because it has these long claws that are way too long. And so, it literally means scythe lizard. Okay. But um, they're introducing that one in this latest movie. Are they a carnivore? And that's the funny thing. Um, this dinosaur literally... You, so, you know how the platypus just feels like three or four animals put together? Yeah. That's basically what this thing is. Um, it's It walks on two legs, um, has these huge massive claws, uh, it has a smaller head, and a pot belly. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, um, but it, this isn't like uh, genetically modified for the movie. No, this is this is real. Okay, they actually have found this. Okay, and uh, they think that it actually used these long scythe-like claws to like pull plant matter into their mouth from the trees. Really, and basically, like just be kind of like shear it off as it goes down to to like feed mm. itself. Now, how do they? This is something I've always been curious about. How did they know? Which one is a carnivore and herbivore? Mostly comes down to the teeth. The teeth tell a lot. Okay. Um, so when you look at a, a carnivorous dinosaur, they all have like long, sharp, pointy teeth. Okay. Um, if you look at, let's say, a iguanodon is a good choice. They have a lot, rows and rows of chewing teeth, um, just like a cow would chew cud. Mm -hmm. Um so they could kind of break down that that plant matter. Um, so really, that's what home. yeah, and that's really what tells you what kind of food they eat. Okay, that's interesting. And then you have animals like us who are omnivores, and we have like sharp teeth. We have uh, chewing teeth. We got a mixture. We have a mixture, um, and that's why Dimetrodon is called a mammal-like lizard, is because it started introducing some of these traits of having two different types of teeth mm. in the mouth. How spread out was like. <laughs> The first dinosaur and the last dinosaur. I looked this up so I wouldn't get it wrong. Hey. And I'm going to look at my notes. It is 245 million years ago to 65 million years ago. What? Yeah. So you're like, well, I think like 160 some million years yeah. there yeah. on the earth. So what is that? And that's based off of where they lie. In the fossil. In the, sun. In the okay. fossil record and where they find them. And they can also carbon date them. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. 160 million. Yeah, one of my favorite analogies um, takes the entire timeline of the Earth from when the crust formed all the way to present day. Okay. And you put it on a football field. And from when the really, so you have like amoeba start showing up, first type, some things that we mm -hmm. consider life, um, dinosaurs, and let me, I have my notes. <laughs> so on that football field, the first dinosaurs don't show up till the five yard line on the other team's side. So ninety five yards down. So the So ninety five yards down the line. Dinosaurs. That's from, that's from when first life shows up. That's from when the the Earth's crust formed. So it okay. wasn't. It still was. It's still several million years before like okay. the things that we would first consider life. Yeah. First started showing up like you know single cell organisms and things like that. Um, the dinosaurs died out at about the one point four yard line. Whoa. Humans don't show up until the point zero eight inch yeah. line. We're dropping a bucket right now. We are literally just a drop in the bucket. It's just like to think about that. Because mm -hmm. everybody knows how big a football field is. Oh yeah. And just like to think that all of pre-recorded time, because we weren't recording the information back then. Right. <laughs> but from what we've been able to find out about the fossil record, is we we have not been here at all. 
Yeah. We haven't even been a fraction of what the dinosaurs ruled the earth for. How long do we go back? 40,000? From like the most modern oh, human. Not God, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm not sure when they actually consider it um, starting. The most modern human. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I want to say it's like 40 or 45,000 years ago. Or eight. I, think it's, I know it's like we're in the thousands. We're not yeah. in any kind of like millennia no. <laughs> or millions. No. What is, how do they think like dinosaurs came or got here? Because you, I mean, you think about like, I don't know, they're, they're so massive, you know? And, and well, they didn't start out that way. Okay. And so back in the Triassic era, which is the beginning of the Mesoic era, which okay. is where the dinosaurs lived. Um, so that what, 245 million years ago? Um, so that time frame, they, they started out small, just like when you think of the first mammals, they started out small. Okay. Um, and as they got bigger and, you know, millions of, or thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of years as they go by and traits that are like that they survive with. I mean, survival of the fittest is the whole idea of evolution. Mm -hmm. So if an animal is doing better because it's bigger, well, then he's going to breed more, and you're going to have more bigger animals, and then maybe another one's a little bit bigger, maybe he does better, and he'll sire more, yeah. and it'll, it'll grow. Um, I mean, this is stuff that we see nowadays, I mean, even over like the last few hundred years, where I think, was it Darwin and his finches, I think it was, where like each one had its own kind of beak that was tailor-made to whatever it ate on the island. Oh, okay. And so they all came from one basic species, but because they all kind of found their niche and just kind of adapted yeah. over however many hundreds of years to basically become different species. Kyle, I mean, like humans, you go back to Pangea, we're all mm -hmm. in this one central area that we spread out, and suddenly some of us are living on the equator. Some of us are up in well, actually, and, Canada. And or humans weren't even around for Pangea. Really? Pangea was like at the, the beginning of the dinosaurs. Oh, shit. And actually, if you look at the fossil record, there are places that they've been found where you find sea creatures, especially North Carolina, actually, um, find a lot of sea fossils because all this used to be underwater at one point. Uh, and the way, you know, the tectonic plates and all they move, it takes a very long time. Right. Um, but really, for a long time, most places on Earth were connected. Mm -hmm. um, Africa connects to uh, the Middle East, into Asia and Europe, um, and all the way even to the, there used to be a Bering Bridge where the Bering yeah. Strait is, so they could get to North America. Um, and then as they, they learned more, they learned how to sail and started going across different islands and all the way to Australia. I mean, it's amazing what humans have done. Especially oh, with so it's amazing what humans have done, oh, yeah. especially like so for, so long ago. Mm -hmm. They're we're, I mean, it's it's crazy how much we've evolved. Yeah, I mean, like we go from what just hunting around with wooden stick. Yeah, yeah, and then and it's like you know playing. you find a sharp rock, and next thing you know you're you're top of your game. Yeah, you, you go after some bigger like, stuff. Wait a minute, we yeah. can defend ourselves. Well, what now. happens if I put this this pointy rock on the end of a stick? Oh, now I could stab you from over here. Yeah. I don't even gotta get near you. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens if I if I throw this stick with a pointy rock? Right, and you got the arms race. <laughs> We're so like, have you seen uh, Space Odyssey? 
2001. You know, I've only seen parts of it. I've never seen it all the way through. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm like, I just lost all science fiction or sci-fi nerd cred. You gotta watch. All right. But have you seen the beginning or the, well, yeah, the first, which part the, so specifically where they show the primates discovering the ball. Yes. And like the obelisk, is that in that part? The giant stone. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I know of that. Where they like mostly from the Simpsons. They just go like you have <laughs> you have the uh like one tribe of the primate going to this water hole. Okay. And the other one comes up to them and they're like, No, this is our water. We found it. You know, we've been looking for it forever. Mm-hmm. And they're still moving around on like four legs pretty much. Yeah. Or arms and legs, you know, crawling around. And one of the primates is kind of off by himself and he finds a skeleton of one of the primates mm-hmm. and he takes a bone from the rib and he's just moving it around doom, doom, doom. and then he smashes the head that's when it. he created rock music yeah that's when Jack Black was born and the school of rock was was <laughs> bred from him Chance but no it. it's like I love how simple it is that all he discovered was this is hard I can smash a head with it. Mm. And uh, Kubrick, Kubrick makes it so epic with his music yeah. and the shots. And it just cuts from him smashing the head, discovering a weapon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like the first process of we're going to start killing these things, eating them. We're going to start eating meat. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of the mm-hmm. evolution came through for us. And he throws the bone up in the air, and suddenly there's a spaceship. Okay. It just cuts to the future. Yeah. And going back to what you said, it's like where we're at the what, point oh oh. Yeah, the point zero eight inch line. Yeah. All that occurred like yeah. that. So I love how he hints. Look how far we've come since, what, since 1900? Oh my goodness, dude. I mean, we have people alive today. Well, maybe not. Well. Maybe, maybe not. That's like you gotta have for a few more years. I I still think it's two thousand. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, You have people that like grew up seeing. You know, they got these these crazy people in North Carolina that are say they got this flying machine. It's like now air travels every day. Yeah, and nobody even blinks at it. It's a freaking miracle. Hop on a plane, fly across the world in fourteen hours. Yeah. Goodness. And it used to take what, like days and days and days, or to you go, go cross country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you go back to freaking when we had a 
we had to go on a voyage mm-hmm. on a boat and you don't know where you're going. Yeah. You're just out there for two months. Yeah. Hoping you find uh, somewhere to put some it. lemons to fight off the scurvy. It'll be all right. <laughs> Do you think there's there's a lot of like stories from old from the sailors and voyagers of sea monsters and mm-hmm. stuff? You think they were actually out there or you think they're myths? I think they saw something. Mm-hmm. And actually that brings to a, a fun fact. Um, there's actually a lot of precedent for, you know, dragons and all this stuff, uh, could very be, you know, people finding fossils and not knowing what to make of them. Oh, okay. Um, and thinking, oh, well, if this giant head, it had to be from a dragon. I mean, there's actually, there's even a dinosaur, um, I think it's like called... Actually, a good example is the one that they show in Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. There's one that's uh, one of the hard-headed ones, like Pachycephalosaurus, called Stegimoloch. Okay, and it actually has like this this domed head, and it has like these sp- spikes that all come around the back of its head. It looks a lot like a dragon. Whoa! And there's actually one I think called like Dracosaurus or something like that that actually <laughs> it looks like a straight up dragon head. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you well? I don't know. Do you think there was like a difference between dragons and dinosaurs? I don't think we've ever actually seen dragons. I really I mean, like yeah. the like if they're just taking. I know we haven't found like a, a <laughs> you know smog from yeah, Lord of the Rings type thing. There's anything like that in history, and I don't think any dinosaurs lived that long to yeah. like coincide with the Middle Ages or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's very possible that finding fossils or remains in the rock and not knowing what they are mm-hmm. and to try to find a reason and a mm-hmm. classification. I think that very well could be why we have some of these mythological animals that we have now. Yeah. Um, a perfect example is people found this, this weird skull and they didn't know what it was. And it had like this big giant opening right in the center of the head. And it almost looked humanish, but it had these like long teeth and so they figured, well, it has this giant hole in the center of the head. It must be a cyclops. Oh. So that's where the whole idea of the giant cyclops comes from. Whoa. Well, it turns out that skull actually belonged to an elephant. And that giant hole in the center is actually where its nose, where the, the nasal cavities yeah. are. And there's no way, because the trunk doesn't have any bone or cartilage right. in it. It's all muscle. So all that goes away. Wow. So that's where that, it literally, for mythology, that's where that comes from. That's crazy. So it would not be, I don't think that'd be that far of a leap to think that ideas of things like uh, griffins and uh, dragons and, and things like this could just be from quite possibly finding skeletal remains of something uh, or fossilized remains of something that is long since gone Yeah, that you don't have any other way to explain. And you're just like, well, it looks like this. It's got to be there. It's got to be. It has to be. It's like that iguanodon. Yeah. They thought it was a giant iguana. <laughs> that's what it looked yeah, like. That's what it looks like. So that must be what it looks like. Yeah. And and they didn't have like the 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 uh, the knowledge of physiology and zoology right. and all that to kind of make that connection back then. And that's why science is always learning, always theorizing, always evolving. That's why, which I don't know how recent it was where I've heard that they think a lot of the dinosaurs had feathers. Mm-hmm. Is they that- actually, they have found uh, remains that have impressions of feathers. Um, the most, like the most famous one is Archaeopteryx. Okay. Which um, I think it actually means ancient wing. Um, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who names them? Um, usually, I guess the, the people that find them 
Okay. Um, so, and a lot of times they'll name them after like different traits. Sometimes they get named after where they were found. Um, but that's, and, and sometimes they're named after like, I think, I think somebody even named one after Spielberg, I think. Hi. Don't quote me on that, but I think they did. I know there's a Godzilla or a Gojirasaurus because of Godzilla. It's like, it doesn't look anything like Godzilla, but it's like, they're like, hey, this one's Gojirasaurus. Um, but I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Feathers. Feathers, yes. Archaeopteryx. Yeah. So, um, they were in a, I guess, a slate quarry. And slate is very much like layers mm-hmm. of, of rock. And they pulled up this piece of slate and they had this perfect impression. It had all the, the, the it's a beautiful piece. Um, all these bones in like the, the classic death pose of a, of a dinosaur right. with like the neck all stretched back because ligaments all tighten up when they die. Yeah. And you see the impression of all the feathers around. Really? Yes. Um, it is very much almost practically a missing link That's because crazy. it has, it has teeth and claws like a, like a dinosaur. Um, now, could it fly? Probably not. Yeah. Judging by the way the, the feathers are, could it glide? Quite possibly. Okay. Like so, climb up a tree mm-hmm, or and then jump glide off a cliff off. or something. Damn. But not all of them. I don't or think possibly. all of them. I don't think all of them. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert. Yeah. Um, although I play one on podcasts. But it's, <laughs> you but, weren't supposed um, to say that, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. He is but, an expert. <laughs> but like, do I think early dinosaurs had them? Probably not. Yeah. So well, like, like the so like, like as as they go on, I think probably more and more started to going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because you have like several different species that have shown and have impressions of feathers on them. Why would that be? Like just environmental changes to where it would um, help them adapt to it. It or? could be that. It could be environmental. It could be display. Because think of all these birds now and how they display. Think of a peacock, like finding a mate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, that's why uh, back in, you know, when I was a kid, dinosaurs were always like dark green or brown or like earth tones. Um, yeah. Now, and, and there's no way to know because pigment doesn't get captured. Right. Uh, there's no way to know. <laughs> um, but looking at birds today and looking at lizards today, there's the very good possibility some of these um some of these features of some of these dinosaurs may have been very brightly colored. Yeah. Um, it may have been different between male and female. Um, it, it's just hard to say. Uh, some of these things, and and there's been uh, like discussions about it in paleontology as far as they have, sometimes they have multiple species of an animal, and then they look at it and they say, well, recently they've been looking at them, and well, what if this is just a younger version of this animal okay um so like they think that uh i think stygimoloch is a smaller pachycephalosaur type dinosaur with the big thick skull that they think uses a batting ram uh-huh. um and they think that it might be like a younger version of say a pachycephalosaur and oh. it's just they classify them differently when you say younger version are you saying like it's a like a juvenile okay okay mm-hmm. i don't know if you meant like earlier no no like like actually like it, this is part of it's like it, as it grows, okay. it has like maybe the dome grows thicker, okay. the spikes reduce, and that's been something that's been talked about in the last, well, more than a few years ago now. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. It would. It would. Because yeah. if you see, well, back to the elephant thing, you see a full-size adult elephant, mm-hmm. just massive creature, yeah. and then you see the 450-pound baby that it has. It's still a big animal. Yeah. But if you saw the skulls on those things mm-hmm. and compared them, you'd be like, 
fuck is yeah and, and you don't know and yeah. you don't know how things as they get older sometimes they like take other characteristics on mm-hmm. um i mean obviously this is a, a a color thing but if you had a dead like juvenile bald eagle and you saw a full-grown bald eagle, you might think, oh, those are two different species. Yeah. Yeah. Their colors don't match. They gotta be different. Yeah. Um, Same thing with a lot of birds with a male and female, with, like, the male being more colorful um, to attract that mate. Yeah. So, there's really no way to know. Right. But we can speculate. Yeah. I say we like I have any say in this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you still get to speculate. Oh, yeah. You can do studies and research on your own what other people have done. Mm -hmm. You know, you put everything together. And And that's why I think it's fun. Yeah. And I think seeing different takes on things is is fun. Um, And the perfect example of that, too, is uh, back when Jurassic Park 3 was coming out, um, the lead paleontologist that they had on that, on the the previous films, uh, his name's, uh, I think it's Jack Horner. Um, He is not a fan of Tyrannosaurus. Uh, How so? He, well, for one thing, he keeps finding them somehow, which is kind of ironic, seeing how he doesn't care for it. Um, But he feels that Tyrannosaurus is kind of like a poser to the throne, I guess you could say. Um, He feels that Tyrannosaurus shows a lot of uh, characteristics that would lead more towards him being a scavenger rather than a predator. Whoa. Yeah. Um, So he and a group of his students kind of had like a roundtable discussion and kind of like, let's look at this objectively. Let's look at T-Rex objectively. We're looking at an animal that is very large, probably can't move that fast. No. It, it, it's not going to catch a Jeep like in Jurassic Park. It's right. just not. <laughs> it's it's way get, too big. It'll get good ground in each step. But it he, will, he but it can't, it can't move fast. that fast. Yeah. It, it, if it fell, it'd be game over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be able to push up. With no, no. Um, has these tiny arms that practically are useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, big head, big teeth, scary, probably loud. Um, so, it could very much act like, like lions do. As far as, because mm-hmm. a lot of times, hyenas will actually like attack and kill animals. Yeah. And lions will take advantage yeah. and scare off the smaller hyenas and take the kill for their own. Mm-hmm. So that's what him and his, his students kind of speculated and kind of brought this all to the forefront. Um, and that was part of why he suggested switching it up in Jurassic Park three uh, to switch to the Spinosaurus uh, because he wanted something besides T-Rex. Cause okay. he's just, he doesn't like it. That's, that's it basically makes, what it comes down to. That makes sense though. Uh-huh. Cause it, something, it does. something that big, it does. It's going to be eating stuff that's smaller than it. However. Oh, oh. However. Got a plot twist? I do. Hit me. Let's look at those teeth. Okay. Let's look at those teeth. Those teeth are, I think they're seven to nine inches long. Good gosh. But they're not just long. They're robust. They're very round and thick. Not only that, but they have actually done like x-rays and super magnification on these and most of the time how serrations work is like it's less like a steak knife the has sharp goes in sharp goes in yeah. it's kind of like kind of like a comb almost mm-hmm. where it just goes in straight lines and those are serrations t-rex had very unusual serrations they didn't end in like just a a point or an end of the line it actually ended in little holes little round circle holes 
So they did testing on these as like to see the strength of this. And actually it was like multiple times stronger than a regular serration. So these teeth are meant for chomping, crushing, destroying bone. Whoa. Why does an animal have to crush bone if if it's just going to scavenge? Yeah. So, but then there's a few years after that, you know, because I, I, I love T-Rex. He's my favorite. So, obviously, I'm biased. So, maybe that's just the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. There was another find. I think it was an Edmontosaurus, I want to say, which is one of the duck-billed dinosaurs. This what? A duck-billed dinosaur. Oh, a duck-billed. Duck okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but they, they found a duck-billed dinosaur that had puncture marks in the bone. And it was a very high angle. And they're very large. Um... And so, hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They fit a T-Rex tooth like a, like a, like a, like a literally a smoking gun. Now, when you say T-Rex tooth, mm-hmm. is it just a, like the fossil, the space that the tooth created when it was there? Or do they have like They didn't a find tooth? a tooth in it, uh-huh. but they did find the, oh, like, Basically, there's no other tooth that can make in. that yeah. big a hole. No, no, no. I'm talking about like when they find the actual fossil of the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. They, no, they found teeth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So they can sit there, hold it, and yeah. study. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I wish awesome. I, I had one at my house. I should have brought it. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it's not real, but it's, it's like a replica. Um, yeah, Damn. but it's, 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 oh, it's pretty, pretty big boy. Um, well, I, I started, I, you know, oh, you yeah, know yeah. all that stuff. You've had a week. Yeah, yeah, I've had a week. Let's not get into that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, no, they, they, they could, they've had, they have teeth to check. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Um, but so you have a, a very large animal mm-hmm. that has puncture marks that could only really be made by T-Rex. So if it was laying on its side, if it was dead, how would you get that kind of angle on it? Because it was a yeah. very high angle, so let's let's well let's let that out. Let's let's ignore that. Um, not only did they have puncture marks, they showed it was healing. So that means that animal was alive. It got attacked Whoa. and it got away. So, do I think T Rex probably scavenged when he could? Yeah, he probably. If he could get an easy meal, he probably did. Yeah, get a most snack animals every did. Once in a while. Yeah, but to say that he's like not a hunter at all, I think is, I. Th- I think that pretty much cleared out that that notion. Yeah. That's did it have like which I guess that's another thing you can't know is like if it had a specific animal or dinosaur or whatever. And there's obviously other animals that probably existed back then. Oh yeah. Among them. So it's like, what if he was just eating other shit? And you just <laughs> you know? And you just don't have fossils for that. Yeah, I mean, well, we know about like hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of species, but think about how many animals are out there right now. Oh my goodness. It's going to be comparable. Yeah. So there's no way that we have fossils of every species of everything ever found. No there's way. no way. It's amazing that we found this many of like this many T-Rexes to be able to have this many um, 
to be able to create a complete picture of what this animal looked like. Yeah. There's still dinosaurs that we don't have, we only have a partial skeleton. We only have like Argentinosaurus, which is considered the, the largest sauropod dinosaur. Um, we don't even know really hundred percent what it looked like because we only have a few bones to go by. All we know is that it's of the same type of animal and it's huge. What's the biggest dinosaur? I believe right now they consider it Argentinosaurus. Oh, really? I think that's the official considered largest. So how do they how do they hold up that argument without having a complete skeleton or even? I, I think, and I think that's where kind of conjecture comes in, and kind of like your your best guess yeah. in a lot of it. Um, and that's why I think that one has more bones than some. But there's other ones like I I don't know the names of all of them. Like they, there's ones called Supersaurus, Titanosaurus, oh, nice. like all these <laughs> huge monsters <laughs> practically that it's like we don't have enough to go by, so that's why they're not considered the top. But there are ones out there that are like longer than a blue whale, could potentially have been a larger mass, oh, but we don't know, so they don't really say that officially. Imagine walking outside. Imagine a land animal. The, the mass of a blue whale standing there. Oh my god, dude. Now, and it's like, it's hard to say though, because you don't have a full skeleton. It's not definitive. Yeah. yeah, it's not definitive. But estimates. Yeah, like if you have I mean, if you have a specific bone, like the leg or mm-hmm. a, a rib cage. Usually you can kind of like gauge what the size of an animal would be from that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it could have had a very short neck. It could yeah. have been very skinny. It's just really tall. Yeah. I don't know. But it's hard to say. Dad, dude. That would be so humbling. It's it's I mean, it seriously, the the size of some of these animals, it's hard to believe. Yeah. How big they could get. And why do you think that is? I think Probably the atmosphere and probably the, you know, if you're bigger, you're harder to take down. Yeah. Because, um, like, literally, the, the sauropod dinosaurs, the long neck, big, massive dinosaurs, their defense mostly was getting big fast. Mm. And Not even having to fight stuff off is just... No, it's like, it's like you're dog. so big, you can't really be attacked. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the elephant. It really doesn't get attacked yeah. except by humans. Well, the I mean the herd like techniques of and that's another thing really too. Helped. Yeah. Do you think are there like is there evidence of dinosaurs doing anything like herd? Oh, like herding? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it shows a lot in the movie. I didn't know how yeah. accurate that was. Um, I think they found a. I would need to like brush up on it, but I'm pretty sure there was a um. Where you could see, like, where all the dinosaurs, like the tracks, mm-hmm. went across this one area, and then it finally, like, got filled in with sediment, and then finally fossilized over wow. of years. That's pretty cool. Um, like everybody following in. Yeah, line. they they found uh, like nesting grounds mm. fossilized, like eggs in different areas. Um, so yeah, I think as far as like herding behavior, I think that's pretty much accepted as as natural now okay um with predators it's a little bit more difficult um because you don't usually find a bunch of those at one time um but they wouldn't i guess they also wouldn't be going down the same place every time maybe maybe not it's hard to say yeah yeah but they they do believe that like animals like raptors and probably comps and those like the smaller dinosaurs probably were in small little packs yeah um but I don't know if there's anything definitive saying absolutely we found yeah. this grouping together. So from the movies, like how 
what are the biggest inaccuracies that Ooh, that are in the movie? That's a good question. Yeah, because um, I know there's some that people talk about. But yes. Then there's at the same time, like you were saying, there's kind of like among the paleontologist group, there's a lot of de- uh, indecisiveness on no, this is actually how it was. Yeah, that's actually yeah. how it was. Well, like like we talked about earlier, it's all theories, right? You, you can't know. Yeah. Um, I some appreciate of the- you saying that. <laughs> no, I mean, like some people are like, nope. This is what it has to be yeah. for, for any kind of topic. No, and that's and that's not that's yeah. not it. That's not science. Thank you. So, <laughs> science is figuring it out. Test, test, test. Hypothesize. Test your hypotheses. If it's true, if it's repeatable, yeah. then it becomes more than just a theory. We all learned that in school. Yeah, we all did those those cart those uh, poster boards. Yeah, we did. We did them step um, by step. That's it. This is the scientific process. Yeah. Um. But as far as lost my track, where'd I go? Inaccuracies. Inaccuracies. <laughs> ah, there it is. Okay. So Jurassic Park inaccuracies. Um, one of the most notable is the size of Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. Um, Velociraptor was really about the size of a, a large turkey, about three foot. Really? Yeah, not that big. Um, I think it was about six foot long, about three foot tall. Um, so you think about half your. You talking about like tail to yeah, nose to nose. tail. Okay. Yeah, about six foot. Um, it had a very different type skull. And actually, if you the movie Dinosaur actually has a very uh, actually accurate Velociraptor in it. Okay. Um, but you know they they were still learning, and they kind of want to make it look cool. They want to make it look bigger. Um, so they blew it up basically twice the size uh, for the movie. But the neat thing. So while they're filming the movie, well, the paleontologists found something new. And it was practically what was in the movie. And oh, the new dinosaur? Yeah, Utahraptor is what they named it. And okay. it practically looks like what was in Jurassic Park. It was about six foot tall. Um, he, was a, he was a big boy. <laughs> now, did it behave in the same manner that a Velociraptor they believe to behave? It's hard to say. Probably. Because most of the... There's a, that's a family called Dromaeosaurs. Uh, most of them are had that kind of like the one claw, the killing claw. Yeah. Um, small, bipedal, hand claws, teeth, you name it. Yeah. Um, so, they think most of those probably acted similar. Okay. Um, it's hard to say, though. Yeah. As far as the size of the brain... Do they attribute that to them giving them the like making them so smart? Like, cause, well, they can they can scan the brain cavity in yeah. in, a, in a skull. But um, does a big brain mean a smart brain? Is that a sign? It depends on the size of the parts of the brain. Ah, yeah. Wow. So, like T Rex, um, they've they've scanned the skulls and they found that his brain maybe isn't as large compared to body size. Um, however, he did have very large, like, uh, what is it? Uh, like, odory, odor-sensing mm-hmm. portions of the brain. So, it's theorized that he could probably smell a lot from a long distance. Okay. Um, and actually, the eyesight was considered good, unlike the movies. It's like a shark, but on land. Pretty much. And if it was, he, it would it would know where you were coming before you knew that he was there. <laughs> now, I know, like, based on the size of the brain, it's from studying brains, they understand where that would be within mm-hmm. the head, so they can be like, okay, well, this part was bigger. Yeah. But if the cavity is just a hole, how do they understand how big 
that part of the brain was within the skull. Well, I think because the, it's really not just a hole because the skull is there to protect the brain okay. and keep it from sloshing around. So you're not really going to have like a lot of empty space. Like think of our our skull and the way our brain is. It's yeah. kind of like it's got a got a pocket. It has a membrane and it's got a skull and it's to protect it. So if you find out what that hollow area is where the brain resides, then you can pretty much figure out. Well, this is pretty much what the brain was shaped like. Okay, but um, I mean, like, oh, okay, I got you, I got you. Because yeah. they would adjust to. Yeah, so brain. the skull would I you you wouldn't have a brain that would be just like sloshing around in there. Yes. <laughs> I moved my microphone. It scared me. <laughs> it's not going to bite you, I promise. Okay, good. Okay. Um, another inaccuracy. Uh, oh, so on that, the whole idea of T-Rex not being able to see, only was, vision was only based on movement, probably not, not accurate. Probably not. Why Why is that? Because it actually did have good eyesight. How do they know that? By How the size of the, the visual oh, cortex. Yeah, yep. Back to the brain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Another inaccuracy is Dilophosaurus, which is the one that killed Nedry, our boy. <laughs> Poor fellow. Um, so the whole idea of it spitting venom or poison or what do you want to call it? Globs. Yeah. Um, and the, the frill that it has, Good. all that's just out. kind of made up for the novel. Just because it's Oh, neat. it came from the novel? It though? did come from the novel. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's neat, but there's nothing really, I mean, could it have done it? Maybe, yeah. but is it is it accepted? No, but now it's like every toy you see of Dilophosaurus since yeah. 1993 has that frill on it. It's already out. It's it's yeah. it's out there. It's in the public conscience. Is there? Well, I mean, with it all being theory, Spielberg taking it from the book and being like, "I like this." Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And honestly, the Jurassic World movies really kind of explain it away if they're not accurate. Because oh, really? n- there's a line, in, there's a line in Jurassic World where uh, Dr. Henry Wu, he's like, none of this is is the way it was. All this is how we we designed them, we engineered them to be what we want them to be, what people expect to see. Yeah. Um. So with that, it's like it kind of explains away. Well, yeah, they made Raptor bigger because it looks cooler. Mm-hmm. They they it wound up having a frill. This one wound up. Uh, being able to camouflage, and this one has a degree. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's are there are there other big ones where it's just like oh we got to write that off, like big inaccuracy? Oh, um, let me think. I think those are the big ones that I always kind of like. Aha! No, I know that's not right. <laughs> um, uh, I I would like to put on record that I feel that the T Rex versus Spinosaurus fight. In Jurassic Park three, in the big building or whatever. Well, this is the one. Building or this is in Jurassic Park three. Um, with uh, I'm to think where they fall at. That was the one in the woods where they took and they were escaping the Spinosaurus. Yeah. From the plane, and then oh, they run right, into yeah, the T Rex. Yeah, yeah. And then the T Rex and the Spinosaurus wind up fighting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that once T Rex had Spinosaurus's head, neck. And its teeth. That was done. That was game over. That's what I thought was. Yeah. Happen. No, that should have been done. Especially the, after we figured out what the teeth were. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> teeth and then the jaw strengths. Oh, I mean, it's it's like incredible jaw strength. Can they measure like the force that they think it? They would can put tell down? where the um the tendons or the muscles 
link Mm -hmm. and how big they were and how much the jaw would travel. Um, I can't do all that, but they can. Yeah. (laughs) Same with like speed. They can tell how fast a dinosaur could go by, especially if they have tracks, they can really tell because they can tell by the length of the animal's leg compared to the distance between the feet Mm -hmm. in the, in the track. Um, so they probably, they have a pretty good idea of how fast some of these dinosaurs could go. Damn, that's amazing stuff. No, man. It's like, I don't, that's like engineering and zoology and everything yeah. just combined. That's so cool. I'm glad there's people that still study it. <laughs> I'm glad there are people that know more than me. <laughs> I mean, really like, cause I'm, I'm just having given it much thought. I don't know. Like, and it's, yeah. it's cool to hear about. And it's like, it's, it's, it's its own science. Yeah. It's, it's cause you're, I mean, with like, you look at archeology. span you know basically how humans work and interact. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at paleontology, these are animals that are no longer here. We have animals that might be close, but right. we really don't know on some of these. Like an alligator. Yeah. Like you have an alligator, but then even that isn't really analogous because it it's not upright. It's mm-hmm. not it's an ambush predator for the most part. Yeah. Which lurking. Maybe T Rex was. Maybe he would just like hide over in a bush and be like, hey, hey come here. <laughs> walk by, walk by, walk by. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, another idea I thought that after I learned about the whole elephant thing with the, the trunk not showing up, um, what if because Brachiosaurus, if you look at where its, its nasal cavities are or the top of its head, mm. and it, I don't know if you remember the scene where he. The brachiosaurus sneezes on the girl. Yeah. And like, like so the nostrils are up top up here. And there's thoughts that that could be so that, you know, they didn't have the nostrils down here because it'd be sticking its face in these conifers and it didn't want to get like poked in the nose or something. Yeah. But what if this animal with this really long neck, what if it had a trunk or a trunk like appendage? Yeah. Coming off the front of its face to help it grab stuff. I don't know. Could it be? Maybe. We don't have anything that proves it wrong. Right. We don't have anything that proves it right either. <laughs> when, uh, like in, oh, I just lost my word. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, in correlation to dinosaurs. Yes. When did like woolly mammoths yeah. exist? So woolly mammoths actually walked at the same time as humans. Oh, wait, humans yeah, yeah, actually yeah. Used they to hunt them, yeah. Mammoths. Yep. Yep. Damn. So, so they weren't that long ago. Not that long ago. So did you hear ago. the story where they're trying, they're thinking about like using Gene? I think to they build should them. do it. Right. What I think they should. Awesome. I mean, maybe they shouldn't, but I think they should. So, like, did you see the reason for why? Why? They like, they want to clear, um, like forests or trees or something, like in a natural way. Really? Yeah. I can't remember where at. If it, no, I haven't heard anything about India that. India or. It's a crazy story. Oh, uh, I wouldn't want to put them in India. My God, they would burn. Yeah, right? Ain't no way. I can't remember where it was, but they were like, they're thinking about bringing the woolly mammoth back. And I was like, what are we doing? Well, the thing is, though, it's like the while, while dinosaurs, maybe we can't bring them back because yeah. their DNA is all diminished. We have full-bodied mammoths yeah. frozen in ice that are basically flash-frozen. Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, that we could literally grab hairs off of today. That's so wild. And we have surrogate animals that we could potentially use in elephants. Now, I don't know if it'd be possible if they're close enough to allow that yeah. to go to full without being like rejected. I don't know. I'm no scientist. Um, but it seems to me it seems possible. How big are they compared to elephants? 
I mean, it all depends on the species, but some of them are quite a bit larger, like yeah. maybe like two times as big. Whoa. I think. Maybe one and a half. Imagine seeing one of those at a zoo. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, Not only that, but their their tusks would get so long. Gracious. Crazy animals. Just sweeping. Yeah. How did they what did they eat? Um I mean they were uh what's called they were herbivores. But I don't know what they would eat, honestly, in the ice age. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. Just drink a lot of water. A, you just you just took and opened up a big old can of worms and now I need to go research. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. With those tusks. It's weird. I mean, I remember in one of my old books that they actually think that the tusks could have been used to like scrape away snow and ice, mm-hmm. but maybe it could get to stuff down there. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, I guess somebody does. I, 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 it probably remains in their pro- body. Probably. <laughs> I mean, they. I'm sure they got poop. <laughs> probably a lot of poop as big as they are. Coprolite. Hey. That is the name for fossilized dino poop. Really? Yes. Coprolite. Yes. That's a nice term for it's that. It's a nice word for, for poop. I wouldn't expect that. Coprolite. Okay. So... Are paleontologists, scientists, all all on board with the asteroid taking out dinosaurs? Are there other no, conflicting? There ideas? are other theories. Yeah, absolutely. The, the um, flood. I actually, I haven't really heard much of a flood. the The other um, theory that and it's funny because I'm about to almost quote the kid from Jurassic Park <laughs> when he's talking about. Um, I read a book by another guy named Bacher. <laughs> but it's like, it's uh, my favorite paleontologist, Robert Bacher. Okay. Um, he has a theory that every time, because it's, it's not like there's just one mass extinction. Right. There's been three in just the Mesozoic, Mesozoic era of the dinosaurs, where you had different groups of dinosaurs massively dying off at it seems like one very specific time. Right. He has kind of correlated that he feels that the big difference um, between these these time frames is all these times you have land masses that are shifting, and you have certain land masses that have never been in contact with each other meeting and creating land bridges, Whoa. and you have animals crossing that have never seen each other before. So, what do they remember? What happened when Columbus and and all of his group came to the Americas? Yeah, he brought disease. So that is one of his theories. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's really interesting. And now it very well could have been a combination of things for the mass extinction at the end of the Mesozoic period. But that's just—I mean, there. And then there's other like more outlandish ones. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure somebody says aliens. (laughs) Everybody always says aliens. Damn damn aliens! Dang aliens! (laughs) But yeah, that's that's the one that I kind of like more. because some of the things that aren't explained by a massive like uh, asteroid hitting the Earth and creating this giant dust cloud that kills everything is we have certain animals that lived before and are still living now that are very particular in how they live. Um, like certain tree frogs. Uh, you think of sea turtles. You think of crocodiles. It's not like it killed out all life. It just killed out the biggest life. Okay. So... That's why it feels it makes sense, kind of, if you think about it, maybe by these larger animals crossing, they're bringing the disease that's passing on to these other large animals that they're meeting for the first time. Um, so that's one theory that that I like. That would make sense because I know there's – I've heard one guy talk about – what I hate saying just one guy somebody. 
But I know, right? I know. I'm just so bad with, with names, but I remember the information. And he was like, there's evidence where it's highly likely that all of these essentially dropped dead around the exact same time, mm-hmm. really close to it. And that's why so many people lean toward the impact theory of an asteroid or a solar flare. Or it's something we can understand. Yeah. But if they're crossing at the same time mm-hmm. and they're interacting with each with each other, they're going, oh, what is this? I've never seen something like this before. Yeah. And not only that, but also it's like we're not talking about like we can we can't look at a fossil and say this was on January 6th. 65 million years ago exactly Exactly. everything is kind of like give or take a few million years yeah a lot can happen in a few million years that's what i'm thinking because if they're crossing and they get the disease and then they just keep keep spreading it yeah keep giving it stuff if it all happens within 120 years then it could very well look like the same damn day yeah And, and like i said too it may not have been just one thing yeah maybe the impact of the of the crater maybe it killed off a large chunk of plants because they weren't getting enough light which Mm -hmm. obviously if it doesn't have enough light for that it doesn't have enough light to produce more plant matter for their herbivores to eat they gotta move and they gotta move or they die out and if they can't find food then the predators can't find food anymore so they're going to die out so it it could have been multiple things just one because it's like one level of the food chain goes out, mm-hmm. that thing is falling apart. It's, it's not going to last. Yeah. That's so cool. I love how just connected everything is. It's so, I mean, it's so cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so cool. And then humans come in and just like, screw it, we're taking everything. <laughs> we're running this shit. Gracious. This has been fun, John. It was fun. Very fun, very fun. Very insightful. We went all over the place. We did, and I loved it. We're at two hours and 54 minutes. Oh, right wow. Now. Good God. Did it feel like it? Not really. At all. No. It was awesome. You right. taught me so much. I I just hope it's all right. <laughs> hey, 20 years from now, they'll find something new. That's it. Hey, it's all theories. It's I'm going to call theories. you about you. Bye. Ah, this is like you're going to have to block this podcast. <laughs> Take it down. No, all of this is misinformation. Just put a disclaimer. <laughs> this guy's a loon. <laughs> he had no idea what he was talking about. About uh, this guy in the street. He was talking about dinosaurs. I don't know. I, I brought him in. He's not a doctor. <laughs> Do you have anything else on your notes you wanted to touch on? Bring up. I think those. Actually, I think I hit on all the. I think I hit on all the big ones. Um. I had all my notes. Cool. Yay. Nice, man. Of course, like, once this ends, I'll think of, like, ah, oh, I should have said such and such. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I do have one more thing I wanted to bring up. Hit me. This is something I noticed when I, because me and my wife rewatched them all, like, mm-hmm. like night after night. Nice. Um, it seems to me, Jurassic Park 1, the two kids are there because their parents had gotten a divorce. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, or Lost World Jurassic Park, her Kelly, her dad and mom have split. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why she's there is because she's with her dad and her, her mother is out in, in Europe, yeah. in Paris. Third movie, the parents are getting divorced. <laughs> and they take the kid there as like a reward yep. while this is going on with her new boyfriend. Jurassic World, the parents are about to get a divorce. <laughs> and they send the two kids to go stay with their aunt so they could have one more good holiday before. 
What? Okay, so what do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> What's the underlying meaning? I don't know. I guess don't get a divorce and send your kids to see dinosaurs. It never ends well. I think that is the, the real moral of the story. I can't wait until we figure out how to bring dinosaurs back. Oh, I could get a divorce and send my child to go visit them and see how bad it goes. You want to go to Jurassic Park? <laughs> Everything so kids, be if you're right. listening, never go to Jurassic Park if your parents are getting a divorce. It will not end well. I noticed, like, I couldn't get why if it was just like, well, it worked for the first movie. Let's just keep doing it. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's definitely part of it. But wouldn't you want to, like, come up with something new? That's the problem now with movies is nobody wants to come up with anything new. They want to. They want that guaranteed yep. payday. And that's why we have, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not knocking it because I love my Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. I love that we're getting like new DC content. I love that we're getting new Jurassic Park movies. Um, I mean, God, I didn't think I was going to get another one after Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. And then Jurassic World came out and just like blew my little mind. Well, my little mind, I was old, but <laughs> blew my old mind. Yeah. Um, and I got to like re-enjoy all this all over again. And it just it it lets you go back to that first one that, yeah. that started it all, and you're just like still amazed. Does it? But if that seeps into like the majority of movies that are made, is it? Do you think it's a problem that nobody wants to take a chance? Oh, absolutely. Because you miss out on so much great. Absolutely. Um, I think it's very unfortunate that a lot of these, because you think about like all these movies in like the eighties that came out that are like just kind of one and done. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, even some of those movies are going back to trying to make a sequel out of yeah. because of nostalgia. Um, don't get me wrong. I am all for nostalgia. I love nostalgia. Um, I love that we got new star Wars movies. I love that oh, we got, yeah. Oh my God, ghostbusters afterlife. Dude, I adore good. that movie. So good. Um, I never thought I'd see that. Um, so like, I, I'm, I'm not against it. But I think when you just put out sequel, remake, reboot, revisioning, preboot, whatever you could think of, and just that's all you do, yeah, I think that's lazy, yeah. Um, and it's like I think there are better ways to spend money on things and yeah. more interesting stories I'd like to see. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you think about some of these like one-off movies, like uh, Knives Out. That was a fantastic movie so that just kind of came out of nowhere, and you didn't know what you were getting going into it. No. Nah, um, you just saw a star-studded cast. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, I'll give it a shot. And, and I think I think part of it, too, is that going into a movie like that, that like one-off kind of thing, you don't know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. If I go to a Marvel movie, I know I'm probably going to see a superhero fight another superhero with powers that are pretty much the exact same as the superhero, yep. but different because he's evil. Yeah. And then he's going to fight. He's going to lose at first because he has to have that story arc, and then he's going to come back and win at the end. Yep. It's the same story. It pretty much is. But they're fun. I eat it up. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Every time I'll be there, I'm eating it up. And that's the problem. It's like, I don't dislike it enough to not watch it. I think eventually it'll get to that point. Um, I it think will. it's just like, you know, um, I think it's the Western of today. Where mm -hmm. back in the 50s, everything was Western. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, like the big space race happens and everything's sci-fi. Everything's, yeah. everything's space. Space this, space that. Um, 
then more recently, like everything was zombies. Mm. Um, everything was vampires for like a decade. Yeah. For like a decade. Um, and now it's the, the reign of the superhero movie. Um, long may it rain. <laughs> what do you think is next? Cause this was, this one's been going on for 15 years. And it's true. It's true. I don't know. I That's just think, a long time. I think there's so much in comic books. I mean, we're looking it's at endless. like, God, how many years has it been? Like, I think what, like, uh, I think Batman just recently had like what 75th anniversary or something Damn, or really? 70th. I can't, don't quote me, <laughs> but we're well, it started right after World War II, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many stories, there's so many characters, um, yeah. and there's so many things I would love. I mean, and it's like, it's a visual medium, obviously. Yeah. And now we've got to the point where we can create anything anything you want yeah um so you can do things where you have a uh i mean back in the 70s when they had the first superman movie it's like you will believe a man can fly was the big tagline yeah and because that was a big deal yeah um but now it's like anybody can fly (laughs) star lord can fly (laughs) um even though it doesn't make any sense because he just has jet boots but anyway Sorry, don't I was, talk trash about. No, no, I love Star Lord. I love it. I love it all. Oh, yeah. um, it's just I just I literally saw a photo today and I saw him like flying and like the jets. He just has like like rockets on his mm-hmm. boots that make that propel him. And I'm looking at him like, man, if those things are flying like because he was flying like parallel to the ground. Yeah, and I'm thinking. He doesn't have any kind of wing or anything to keep him in the air. If he just has rockets on there, he's just going to like go into the dirt and like drive himself into it. Um, I mean, at least with like Iron Man, he's got like the hand repulsors, like right. keep him level. No, Star Lord's just like, I got rocket boosts. <laughs> That's so funny, too. I never thought about that. Because Iron the whole thing with Iron Man was like, he had, we watched him figure it out, yeah, how to yeah. get the balance of it. And Star Wars. And I mean, Star Wars. for Star Wars, I mean, he's in space most of the time. So sure, I'll give it to him. But I was watching, it was like, it was like a, a screenshot from, I guess, it was either, a, no, no, it was actually Hot Toys made like a recreation of that awesome scene from Endgame with all of the characters running across, you know, he like the Avengers Assemble scene. And he's flying. And they, the action figure of him, and he's just flying like parallel to the ground. And I'm like, man, he would eat it. He'd be biting that dirt. Do you think it's because he's part god? Sure, we'll he go with that. that. We'll go with that. I think it's more the well. It looks cool. Yeah, we don't want to make another Iron Man. No, but they will. Yeah, they will. They, they will. The mo- That's the other thing too, because I'm like, like you said, this was a great point because I've heard people say. Like about the Western thing. It was like, why were people so obsessed with Westerns? And I don't think that's what it was. I think it goes back to what you said about the dinosaurs. Like Spielberg opened up a can of worms Mm -hmm. and everybody wanted to bite them. Yeah. So if Clint Eastwood is in this Western, if John Wayne's in this Mm -hmm. Western and everybody's going to see it. And it was something that was easy to film because you had these backlots that, you know, you got a Western set right here. Let's use it. Yeah. You have the town, you got Gunsmoke Town. Bringing Bonanza, you go out in oh, Italy, yeah. film a Western in the big open space, and it lasted for a while. And then people were like, okay, I, I can have something yeah. else. And yeah, and it basically died. Yeah. Um, and I think even like a lot of the sci fi stuff just kind of petered out. Yeah. It's expensive to make. Fair. And a lot of them weren't the hits that they wanted them to be. That's why I appreciate a movie like Gravity. Did you see that? You know, I haven't seen Gravity yet. It's racist. It's 
Is this is that the one with uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney? Yep. Okay. It all. I own it, but I haven't watched it yet. That is, dude. That is like that's might as well be like on my tombstone. I bought it, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many movies I have bought. And I'm like, I'm gonna see this. This is on sale. I'm buying it. It's on my shelf. <laughs> you should definitely watch it. It's so simple, but the graphics. The I I don't know how they did it. And that's, you know, that's very impressive in movies nowadays because I don't know about you, but when DVDs first start coming out and they all start having these special features showing how they did stuff, I, oh. I devoured that. Yeah. I, I love just seeing the magic of movies. Now, there was actually a show called Movie Magic mm-hmm. that I, I wish was, was still here, but I guess with, you know, internet and, and you just look this stuff up whenever yeah. you want, but it was very, and actually, there was a movie episode of Movie Magic about Ghosts in the Darkness. Really? Full circle, yes. Yeah. Talking about how they had the scenes where they would shoot one plate with Val Kilmer there, okay. and he would scurry away. And then they would do another shot with the lion jumping down to where he was, and then composite them together. Mm-hmm. I love, love how people can have that vision. Yeah. It's you have so to have a great. real like out of the box way of looking things to know what you need to film, how you need to film yeah. it to make it. And it's going to fit together and yeah. you, nobody's going to know. And when you and the worst part is, is like I guess it's like it's the worst and the best part is for people in special effects, uh computer animation, all that kind of thing. Their best work, nobody knows it's been done. When they know they did a great job is when nobody comments on it because it looks Damn. real. That takes a very humble person. Kind of does. But no, I'd be out there. It's like, hey, remember that part where that line t- went after that guy? And that was me. <laughs> That's, well, let me show you how I did it. Well, let me show you. I've got it right here on my PowerPoint. You know? But it, it's important. It's important that they get that recognition because if they didn't, yeah. nobody would yeah. do it. Absolutely. Because humans, like, I don't care how humble you are. If you don't get, if nobody's like, hey, good job, dude, you're going to quit. Yeah, it, you have to have that. Yeah. You have to have the, the attaboy, yeah. as it's called. Uh-huh. I really, it's like, I'm all for, well, I won't say that. You got to have, you got, that sounded dangerous. Gotta, it wasn't Cancel. too bad. No, no. <laughs> You gotta have positive reinforcement. Absolutely. I'm I don't like I don't like how everything how a lot of people think everything you do needs a pat on the back. You shouldn't have to be told no, good job no, when you're not. when you're being just a good human or yeah. whatever. But if this is your profession, you need to be compensated for it accordingly. You know, if you do a good job, I think you should be compensated more so mm-hmm. than person yeah. that's just skating by mm. um, and there seems to be less and less it's like oh you can't do that because you didn't do it for this person well that person doesn't deserve it well you can't say that <laughs> yeah can't put that out I think the Jurassic Park definitely gave me a new view of special effects oh yeah sure. oh yeah well it was groundbreaking yeah. it was literally breaking the mold because before that, and even what they were planning to do would have been stop motion. Um, the CG work had been done. It it shows up places. It's even in a shot of the original Star Wars. Uh, you remember the the shot where they show like the uh, the that like 
it looks like from the Atari, um, that like a uh, wireframe of the Death Star that's like spinning. Yeah. That's that's like some of the first CG work. Damn. And we're going from that to was it thirty years later? Something like that, seventy, about ninety, yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, but then we're getting living, breathing, pooping, eating, sleeping, roaring dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gracious. It's just that's the thing. Like we were okay. So every every podcast, I find myself making an analogy that brings in basketball. Okay. Yeah. It's my love. Like the way you feel about dinosaurs, I feel about basketball, and that I. I love that you love it. Yeah, it's, it's so great to have something that you. I mean, because I've I've met people that don't have that passion for something, yeah. and I don't know how they make it through the day. I don't either. And it's like this, I can't relate basketball to people in like a daily conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, "Oh, this reminds me about how Moses Malone and you know whatever it may be." <laughs> but somebody will get that. Somebody will. Somebody else will get that. But I'll know. I'll know who to say it to. Yeah, exactly. You, you know? know your audience. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't just bring it up all the time, but we did a podcast a few weeks ago on the NBA 75 list, which is a list compiled by coaches, former coaches, players, former players, GMs of the NBA over the last 75 years. And they said, these are the best 75 players ever. Okay. And I was asking my friends, I had three people here. I was like, how much respect are we giving to the pioneers? Guys started it all. Mm-hmm. The white kids that worked nine to five jobs back then, exactly. Yeah, and they were like none because if you take somebody from twenty twenty mm-hmm. and you put them against the best player back then, yeah, they'll run them into the ground. Yeah, but I go back and look. This is all they had to go by. Mm-hmm. They didn't have YouTube videos on how to train. They didn't have trainers. They smoked and drank beer during <laughs> halftime. <laughs> Then they went and worked during the off season. They didn't go. I mean, they practice every once in a while, but they had to go work jobs. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't know how to train. They it's didn't like, know how to take care of their body. It's like the NFL. It's like the, the Green yeah. Bay Packers started because it was like a team sponsored by a packing company. Yeah. And I think about these guys back then. They're like running into each other. They didn't know what a pass was. No. Everything was basically running the ball. No and protection. No protection whatsoever. <laughs> the leather helmet. Yeah, that'll do you real good. Yeah, so keep your hair in place. And I was I I have the utmost respect for most of the players from old. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm like, you're just overrated. You know, like you get too much love. But relating this back to Jurassic Park. I'm curious where this is headed. That, yeah, yeah. They had they didn't have really anything to go by. They're like, we're going to try this out. Mm-hmm. Let's see if yeah. it works. Rick Barry goes, I'm going to try shooting underhanded from the free throw line. Now, other people didn't fall in line, but it worked. Hey, if it, the thing is, does it work for you? Yeah. Yeah. But it, there's evidence that it works for everybody else and nobody wants to do it because mm-hmm. it looks sissy or whatever. And it, it goes to, uh, God, who was the first? Like Paul Arzen played in the 50s. One of the first guys to do a jump shot. Right before it was set, you take five seconds to launch the ball mm-hmm. to the hoop. You use essentially just one hand, and then people are like, "Oh, we need to put a the guiding hand on it, the off hand, yeah, to be more accurate." And so these guys working on movies, doing special effects, they had no idea what they were doing. They're free balling. It's like you said, pioneers. Yeah, yeah. And to go back and watch it 
and seeing the pioneering be done and still being able to appreciate it and see how just amazing it is. Yeah. Still, I, that's what brought the kid out in me. Cause as I a kid, as a kid, you always want to like, you're like a cat. You're just curious. You want to discover yeah. stuff. You want to go do things. You want to, and we've out. gotten to the age where it's like, now we're like older and we, a lot of the wonder is gone Yeah, because we've already figured it out. We've already been told how things work. So to see something that is really just jaw dropping yeah. and maybe you don't know how it happened or how it works or how it got put together. Mm-hmm. It, I could see that. Yeah. Just taking a chance. Mm-hmm. And you don't, like you said, you don't, all the behind the scenes stuff. You can see like the eight minute video of them, you know, putting the final touches on yeah. it or the beginning touches, but you don't see the endless hours leading up to it. Yeah. The stress on those guys going, should we even do this? Why are we taking this big of a chance? Yeah. What if we ruin this movie? It's true. It's very true. Yeah. And so then it all comes together and just the relief they felt after it was, you know, <laughs> taken with so much glory. You're like, we really did something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, when you go back, and some people go, oh, yeah, but uh, Spider-Man's way better because of the CGI, or some some other movies, like The Lost War, the, the newest one with Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. They'll say, well, I mean, look how real the dinosaurs look with computer-generated stuff. Here's the thing. And, and I, I get what you're saying with that, but I just want to put out there that I think the dinosaurs look better in Jurassic Park. They look better. Because they're animatronic. They're really there. Jurassic World had no, like, hardly anything was legitimately there. Yeah. There were no animatronics. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, continue. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I really appreciate it because you can, I don't know. I feel like you can feel the time that you put into it. I get what you're saying because like, um, watching some like older movies that you know they didn't have everything they have now. Yeah. And it's like, do some of the special effects look off or not as polished yeah because i couldn't there was no th- nothing to polish them with but you know the 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 biggest thing about movies and anything really is the storytelling mm-hmm. and can you keep my attention for an hour and a half two hours three hours and will i be enthralled with what you're showing me yeah and i think jurassic park did that with the storytelling with the characters with the music with the visuals i think it's just it's one of those like perfect movies that came at the perfect time yeah and it's it's of the 90s but then again it's timeless Mm. um until you look at the computer screens and see that awful 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 linux based program that she was linux i know this (laughs) i can figure this out what a genius oh yeah it's or Unix. No. Unix. Was it, yeah, I'll, yeah it? I'll get I'll get people angry at me. Oh my goodness. John, this is your favorite movie. It is. I I corrected myself. <laughs> you caught it. You caught it. Yeah, and it's not like knocking saying that movies made now just there's no like time or energy put into it because I can't imagine Well, there are some. <laughs> there what? There are some. <laughs> yeah. Oh for sure. But I mean, I don't know. I, I appreciate the hands on stuff. Um it's really cool to see. I think as I've as I've kind of because I grew up with the introduction of computer stuff, computer generated stuff. I think I've gotten to the point where I appreciate more when movies start including more practical mm-hmm. elements. Um, a perfect example is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my! Oh. They could very easily just CG'd all those vehicles, but they it's like it's so 
dirty, gritty, mm. you're there. And the fact that they went through all that and you had the doof warrior proudly playing his guitar Dude. on the hood of that thing with fire. <laughs> it's just it's, literally it's just visceral and you can feel it. You can tell, yeah. you can tell it's just, it's that, it's that uncanny Valley thing where you can tell when something's fake, you can tell when yep. it's legitimately intangibly in there. Even no matter how real it looks, you're like, this is off. Yeah. You, you know, your, mm-hmm. your brain knows how stuff works. Yeah. Even if you don't know what's off on it, your your brain will know. Yep, it'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road is the most epic action movie. It's ever so good, so good, it's amazing. <laughs> and it's because I mean it's because of the practical effects. Yeah, but the storytelling, the storytelling is there, very much there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's conclude this thing, man. It's yes. been absolutely amazing. I could talk for another six hours. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if everybody could listen to me rattle on about dinosaurs. <laughs> I could. I've enjoyed this. This has been like, I don't want to go off on another tangent. <laughs> I was like in public school. I just wasn't into science uh-huh. because my teachers were boring. Uh-huh. They made everything. Boring. It's it's easy to do. It's hard to be compelling. If you were my teacher, dude, let me stay in after class. I, cause I enjoy, I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't stay for I'm me. Going, go home. I think God, <laughs> That's what I have my getting <laughs> Oh, like my mom wouldn't get like I tried to explain to my mom why I hated school and she was like, Well, everybody has to do it. Like, I understand that. But the people that are doing it don't know what they're doing or yeah. they don't care there, about what you they're can doing. tell a difference between a teacher that's doing it and the teacher that is where it becomes a almost like an art form. Yeah. Where it's they actually care about they what they're care, teaching. And they have interest in what they're teaching and they pass that interest along. Yes. Um, and there's only a few teachers. I mean, I mean, I've I've had a lot of good teachers, but I've there's very few that like, you know, you still remember mm-hmm. and think, yeah, they they changed me. I can count them on one hand. Yeah. And because they're rare. Yeah. And they're not sure. paid enough. <laughs> no. And that's why they're rare. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have, have you ever thought about teaching? Very or briefly. did you ever think about teaching? Very briefly. You'd be amazing at it, dude. I don't know. I'd have to like prepare lesson plans and you would love if it was in your field of study, you would love it. I know you would. Maybe. And then I'd just be like, go away, kid, you bother me. Quit asking questions. I only do the talking. Hey, why does it shush? This means shush. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I will get to it. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> oh, Just throw in chalk at the children. I'd be removed immediately. <laughs> God. No, but like you speak so passionately about it. And I really appreciate that. I wasn't sure how this would go because like I said, I wasn't like huge into dinosaurs, but now I'm like fascinated. I just want to learn more. But I want to end on one thing that I want you to look up when we get done here. And if you've never seen it before, you can thank me later. It is Godzilla versus Charles Barkley. You're welcome. There's no way that's real. <laughs> ah, welcome to the nineties. <laughs> it was done in the nineties. It was in the nineties. It was like it was a Nike ad. Or I think it was Nike. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> thank you everybody for listening. I hope somebody made it this far. If you didn't, I understand. If you didn't, you missed a hell of a conversation. John, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I I didn't know how this was going to go, but I, I guess like my wife, I'm sure, would agree. It's like this getting me started isn't that bad. It's getting me shut up. That's the problem. Like I said, I could keep doing this. You have no idea. But 
We will do it again. Yes, I would be more than happy to be back. For sure. This has been awesome. Thank you again, people, for listening. Go get Mountaineer brand. Um, oh, I got to shout out this guy. Um, oh, we're shouting. The Bearded Artist. I have, I got to show you. Bearded Artist. He is, he is walking away. He is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is the same one that we talked about um, in the Star Wars one? Yes, the John Williams. I don't think I shouted him out. The, the John Williams painting or drawing. We got the huge T-Rex Got to have the T-Rex. Um, but yeah, John Williams is a beast. If you want an amazing portrait, which I will put a picture up of it. It's really this, pretty. I might have to find one of those. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, Bearded Artist, check him out. He'll do anything you want. It can be a family portrait or a John Williams portrait with all well, 33 of his movies on their characters and stuff as an orchestra it's amazing so check him out on instagram bearded artist well i'm gonna say thank you again john because <laughs> eventually we're gonna quit this you thing. feel like this is the end of the lord of the rings where it's like all these false endings <laughs> like okay good oh they're the in- eagles are back okay <laughs> oh now they're celebrating in bed okay is that it nope 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 oh, oh they're going across the to the city to the west <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'm shutting them down.